Hey, yo, Flip. Yo. I'm going to put you on some fire, man. They got this new bed wash company. They got the lotion and the, the everything. What's their name? They got a recovery room. It's What's out- the name? Maestro's, Maestro's Classic. Three money's up front. I'll put, put you, you on. I'll put you on. No, I'll put you on the you Maestro's, sure? man. You forgot the way I brought you? You forgot where I brought you oh, up there? Oh, man. You forgot? You forgot man. about Ghost? Right, right. Who is what's his name? Ghost. You know who he cool, man. Yeah. Cool, man. Yo, make sure you get your Maestro's Classic Bed Care products yes. today at Target, CVS, mm-hmm. or go on maestrosclassic.com and use the promo code QUEENSFLIP to get 10% off. 10%? That's it? I thought, Ten- you, I thought it was free if you put your... Are you crazy? All right, I get it. Make sure you go there today. Log on. Maestro's with an S dot com. I'm from Queens. G-Money! Yo. Ah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back, yeah. back, back again. Mm-hmm. Back again. Back to back. Back again. How you doing, my brother? Cooling, man. You know, I had a good good sleep, so I feel energetic. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I feel, yeah. yeah. Sleep. I don't know what sleep is anymore, man. Yeah, yeah, all, all, all these shows we doing and the gigs I'm getting, you know what I'm saying? A lot of parties, working. What's up? What happened? You my hat? Uh, you like that? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. You, are you using Maestro's? I, I ran out. No, you did. They I said there's a whole pack. I didn't give you none? No. Stop playing, G. They don't give me no my shows, man. What's the name for my shows earlier? One, one, some, some of the, some of the. Uh... Wait, hold on, for I, I, I didn't give you. They, they sent me a whole box. When? It's at my house right now. I, I didn't give you any. No, no, sir. <laughs> no, sir. I mean, I cut the bed down a little bit, but I can still use it. You know. All right, watch this. Next episode, I'm bringing you because let's Ghost go loud. Get, Ghost, let's do Ghost, it. Bring, Ghost, bring the bucket here, and all that. Let's go. Ghost gonna get mad at me, man. I, I didn't. I didn't get I no bright shows said. yet. Listen, go hit me up direct, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, I've been wearing a lot of people's clothes. I've I, I, I been, been on my shit lately. You know what I'm saying? How you doing? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how, so, let me ask you, how is that going? Your, 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 your sponsoring business, man? Because you, you have made a business, man. What are you doing with your money these days? That's the first question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to save it. You know what I'm saying? For rainy days. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do plan to go on vacation at some point though. We I, may go. At, uh, we may go. In that's working, man. I need, I need a vacation. I don't want to be doing you no kind of show. Right? That yeah, I'm not stuck with you either. You don't go nowhere. You want to stay in the room for tw- <laughs> 26 hours. <laughs> you don't want to talk to nobody. You don't want to go outside. You don't want to go to the pool, the beach. No clubs, no lounges, nothing. You want to just stay in the room and live and. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> live, yo, gee, that sounds crazy. Or live? We're to go live and FaceTime everybody. Like, yo, oh, no, we in Vegas. Nigga, so let's go outside. <laughs> Stupid ass. Appreciate you, man. But, but yeah, no, nah, I plan to go vacation at some point. Yeah. I, I work hard. You know what I'm saying? I think it's time I get a little break here, you know, summertime. I saluted you last time, but I definitely want to salute you on the last interview. How you did? I think you did, you know, ex- you know, extremely well, man. Like, you, you, you know, you're a leader, man. Thank you. I guess yeah, you know, yeah. try to do well, what I can. Believe it or not, man, I think that you know, and I, I, I don't really give comments, and I know I go off the tangent, but I think that it was dope, man. I was really like impressed. You know what I'm saying so. That's just what I want to say that, but I want to acknowledge that because that really is something for me to sit down and witness. You know, what I'm saying you form it to yourself, man. I know you. But a lot of people don't know behind the scenes. That's what they want to do is interviews. That you're a really person that's kind of <laughs> shy and shit, man. You know what I mean? But. I'm just, I'm just a little low key when it comes to you know uh, some of these shows, interviews, and, and speaking for for 20 hours. You know what I'm saying? Some of, like, our last show was like almost four hours. You know, after a while, it's kind of like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm done. Nah, you know but you came back at the end. Yeah, I had some questions left. You know, because I was I was ready. But um, but yeah, you know, I, I have a certain 
amount of content that I feel I want to cover. And after that, it's like, you know, if you got your content covered, then the show's over. You know what I'm saying? That's it for me. I ain't trying to be here for 20 hours. You know what I'm saying? Let's get, let's get to the, let's get to, let's get to it. I want to definitely get to our next guest. He was patiently Facts. waiting. Facts. Before we get Facts. to him, G Money. Yo. Episode motherfucking 122. Nigga, we made it. Oh, we got we got we got songs for the for the numbers now. That's yeah, what we yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta do it because we got a special guest. Harlem is in the building. Mm. That's a fact. I knew this man for a long time, years, long time. years. Good Always show me love. He's a good friend of mine. That's mm. a fact. Um, a legend. I respect him. I appreciate that. Dope MC. Mm. Very appreciative. My man Uncasa is in the building. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What up, man? Let me talk a smooth, baby. Uh, what up, baby? Cool, Welcome Thank to Flip the Script. Welcome, welcome. Appreciate you coming out, I man. I appreciate y'all for having me, man. Definitely. I love y'all show. I love this. This is my late night binge watch. Mm. For real. Oh, I roll like three, four of them things up. <laughs> and I, I get into my zone with y'all. Y'all episodes is classic. The Miss T episode, mm. one of my favorites. The um, the G Lou joint. Mm hmm. Oh, uh, the the uh, the the uh, Jaja joint. A, a lot of I, well, I, I love all too. these joints. We get into, mm. yeah, I definitely want to get into that because you you know you got a lot of things to say. The Cuban Link joint. That's one of my favorites. Wow, yeah, that's I don't watch. Too. Yeah, I watch it. I know. Mm. What's thank going you, thank on. you, thank you very much. I know so let's jump right into it, man. Who who is Uncasa? Tell tell us who you are, man. Where you from? Um, well, I'm from Harlem. What part of Harlem you from? I'm from 151 between Amsterdam and Broadway. Mm. We call that the Battlegrounds. They call that Old Block now, this new era. Shout mm. out to my, my young boys, the HMF. Love y'all. Mm. Say, free, uh, rest in peace country. Free my nigga Link. You know, 151 between Amsterdam and Broadway. You call that Brickway and, and Crackstadam. Mm-hmm. Broadway in Amsterdam, what we call the Brickway and Cracksterdam. So shout out to the the BGs one five one. That's where I'm from. Raised me. Take us back to you know like what was a normal day like during, during when, when you were when you were you know adolescent or you know junior high school high school. Like what was a normal day for you out in, out in Harlem at that that time? Normal day, junior high school, high school. You know, I came from like the best era, so um. You know, cutting school was fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, <laughs> cutting school was fun. You know what I'm saying? It it it, it was it was fun, but we we might have cut it for the the first two or three periods, but we went to school mm. for the most part. We had fun childhoods. Cookie parties. Up, I came up in a block party era. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The house party era. You know what I'm saying? Park jam, stuff like that. I came up around that era. So it was like, you know, you had your scuffles. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't as much as killing right. as it is now, but you had your scuffles. You know what I'm saying? You had your get money niggas. You had your bad bitches. But for the most part, you had fun. And I, I, I don't see a lot of kids and a lot of youngsters having fun. Right. Nowadays, we had a lot of fun, man. Even when we was doing some negative bullshit, we was having fun. Now it was just straight negative, killing, niggas dying. 
half my hood that they ain't even make it to 21 yet and they half of them locked up wow. or dead. You know what I'm saying? The last four or five years, I've been going to funerals of 17, 18, 19, yo, 21, yo's. They ain't even making it past that. Hmm. It's very sad. The dropout rate in my hood is crazy. Kids is dropping out out of middle school. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you say fun. Like, talk about... Talk about the kind of fun you used to have outside in Harlem. Like, what what kind of things you guys used to do out there? We we was playing manhunt, mm. black rope. Um, What's black rope? It, it, it's like it's like a it's like a it's like kind of like like red light. Red light, green light, one, two, three. You put on a on a higher level. Really? Like, you know what I'm saying? You pick a nigga out. Try, try to chase him down, dodgeball, <laughs> baseball, right, right, bike riding. Niggas like I'm from Harlem. We was playing in back backyards, mm-hmm. basements, um, egg fights. Oh, Halloween egg fights, crazy. Oh my god, you, go, you <laughs> might see like my block, like you might see 50, 60 dudes with Jason masks. Some some niggas was unruly, freezing the eggs. Like mm. putting eggs in the freezer, throwing them shits off the roof. And that's why I don't go outside Halloween no more. Well, man, like <laughs> I, I've never really celebrated Halloween since I was a kid. But we never went. Tr- we, you know, we might have did the trick or treat when we was real young. But right, right. Halloween was the day to get busy. Egg fights, blackest blocks, my block against your block, fifty against fifty. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You and, play Skelly? Yeah, we played Skelly, but I wasn't really <laughs> me. Like, me, I was really into um. Early on, dancing. Really, I was I was, was still to, to this lot? day. Yeah, I was nice. pop locking. Yeah, back flipping, dirty mattress. Facts. Um, I wasn't into sports that much. Still to this day, but all my niggas played ball. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, I was really into like, um, gymnastics, <clears throat> dancing, rapping, tagging on the wall, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I was doing shit that was hip hop orientated. You know what I'm saying? From from the graph to the dancing to the freestyling, that's that's what I really did. I wasn't a, if you if you see me in a park mm-hmm. in my hood, I was flipping off of some shit or smoking, chilling. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't really a ball player. I can play ball, but that wasn't my forte. I ain't mm-hmm. gonna tell y'all I, I got trophies and nah, I was nah. I'm not that dude. But when it came to rap or dancing. I was a uh, a force to be reckoned with. Mm. You lived with both parents. Um, nah, I grew up. See, I grew up in a single house. Home, my mom's and my grandmother. You know what I'm saying. My pops lived like 20 blocks away. I lived on 151st and Broadway. He lived on 135th and Broadway. 33. Shout out to everybody from over there at the threes. So you knew him? You had a rapport with him? You know your father? I knew him. I, I might have not had the best relationship with him, but I know I'm not. Like, I ain't going to lie. I'm 40. I might have seen him maybe a few years out of my whole life. Like, he wow. wasn't a guy that came and got me for haircuts and birthdays and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? My mom's and my grandmother went hard for me. You know what they ever explained to you why why it was like that? Or? No, like, my pops and my moms both was hustlers. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Early came up in the seventies. You know what I'm saying? I was born seventy nine. They came up in the, and they and they was around the the who's who and the what's what's in Harlem at that time, the Bat Rosses, the uh the um the Nicky Bonds, the the Tony Rays, the they they was around anything that was popping in Harlem, they mm-hmm. was around that shit. And they, they was knee deep into it. You know what I'm saying? My mom's was, I remember waking up and, and go, going to my mom's room to get money f- for uh, for school. And you see uh, vials, bottled up vials of cocaine, knots of money, MCM bags, MCM jackets hanging up, that type of shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? My mom's was a hustler. My pops was a hustler. But they got to a time in life when my mom's, like, she kind of grew out of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Especially like my mom's I felt my mom's grew out of that shit when a lot of her friends was falling victim to the drugs that she was selling. Or the drugs my pops was selling. You know what I'm saying? So how did that affect you as a kid, like growing up? Um it really didn't affect me until I it what affected me was seeing people that was around me falling victim to it. My pops fell victim to drugs. My grandfather fell victim to drugs. My best friends, I remember um, spending the night at my um, one of my best friend's cribs and, um, you know, waking up, going to the bathroom and seeing his mom's over the stove smoking crack, nine months pregnant. I remember that. That shit used wow. to scare. Yo, I woke up, go to the bathroom and, um, uh, I go lay back on the couch. We was laying on a, we was sleep on the, on a let out couch mm-hmm. in the kitchen. It like, this is the living room, and like right over there is the kitchen. So, she in the kitchen. She turned the stove on. The big bottom um, crack pipe. Mm-hmm. She using the flame from the stove to light the crack pipe, and her stomach was this big. I was just like, wow. Like from a young age, I knew what drugs was. And I knew the effect of it, and I knew it wasn't good, but growing up and being fortunate to have that extra pair of Adidas, that that video game, that pair of Jordans, that little piece of jewelry, eating in in Bennigan's and uh, Hooper's Choice and stuff like that, and seeing your friends standing on that line for cheese and stuff, it was Mm. different, you know what I'm saying? I grew up in the 80s. I'm 40 years old, right? And uh, besides little bullpen therapy, I've never been incarcerated, so I've seen all the 80s. I've seen all the 90s up to now. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. So I was, like, very observant when I was young. So I knew what was going on. You let know me, let me ask you a question about your pops real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, him not being in your life, did that affect you? Him not really? Yeah, a whole lot. A whole lot because... When, when if I had beef or I had a problem with a nigga on the block, I couldn't run and go get my pops. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Hmm. I had to, I had to fend for myself. I'm my mom's oldest child, so I ain't had no big brothers. I actually got an older brother, but that's on my father's side. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And we wasn't that close due to him having kids by different women. You know what I'm saying? I just reunited with my, I think my little brother's probably 17 or 18 right now. I probably seen him 
one time since he's been alive, and that's just due to wow. my pops having kids in different states and stuff like that. You know Is he still down the block from where you at now? Um, I haven't seen my pops in almost ten years, something like that. He's still local though. Yeah, he's still local. My my sister and my my sister is more uh, in contact with him. You know what I'm saying? I really didn't even mess with that side of the family, except my uncle Tim and my cousin Sean. I call him. We call him Butter. You know what I'm saying? My cousin Butter and my uncle Tim. I felt at the time when I was growing up, those the only people from that side of the family that ever gave a fuck about me. That's how I felt. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's only like my uncle was an uncle, and I, my, my 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 dad had three brothers. But out of all the brothers, that's the one that took to me. That's the one that made sure I ate. That's the one that made sure I had a haircut. That's the one that made sure I had money in my pocket. Mm. That's the one that whooped my ass if I did some shit out of pocket. My Uncle Tim, I love him to this day. Shout out to Uncle Tim. Y'all know he gonna probably get a whiff of this and he gonna watch it. My cousin Butter, he lived down in Atlanta right now. Those are the only um, positive family I felt like fuck with me and my cousin William. We call him Peanut. I mean, Pumpkin. Like, when we grew up, we all had nicknames. I was Peanut. My cousin William was Pumpkin. And my little and Butter was Muffin. So we all had little nicknames. So mm-hmm. growing, we all really kind of grew up together. But those are the only ones out the family I ever felt like gave a fuck about me. Right. And 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 my cousin um, William, father, Uncle Bill, he was, he was there too. But Uncle Tim was the nigga. Now, now I know you. Um, you know you said that your family took care of you and um, uh, and all that stuff. But did you ever feel like you were a product of your environment? You, you had to like follow your mom footsteps, your pops footsteps, and get into the game at, at an early age, or you know, nah, be, cause you, you were exposed to it early. You, nah, you saw you saw um, it firsthand. Nah, because I I probably would have been dead in jail right now mm. if I was a product of my environment. I did, I was doing shit that niggas didn't think was cool. I was going to take ballet classes. I was going to take jazz, modern, wow, really? African dance classes. Niggas in my hood wasn't doing that. Wow. Me and my best friend Aaron, I was going to bring him today, but I had so many other engagements that right, right. time. But um, I was doing other things that niggas in my hood wasn't doing. You know what I'm saying? What I, made you make those um, um, decisions, though? Because, you know, at, at that age, you know, a lot, of, a lot of teenagers or adolescents tend to go – or for what they see in the environment, or what their friends are doing, what their family doing. Like, what made you stay on that on that street? Because I know niggas was dying and getting locked the fuck up. I didn't mm. want to die or get locked the fuck up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I had talent, and I wanted to use them. Like, um, he was like my godfather. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna say my godfather. Um, y'all might know him as Leroy from Fame. Gene Anthony Ray. We call him Tony Ray. When I was growing up, he was real close to my family. You know what I'm saying? And him being on fame and him being in my pop's house, I would learn how to dance. You know what I'm saying? I would. He would teach me how to do purettes and all that shit. Walk on my toes and balance on my hands and modern jazz tap, not just hip hop. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I used to come like, Hector Camacho used to be in my grandma's house, in my mm. uncle's house. You know what I'm saying? Wow. The boxer. Rich Porter. 
those type of people, you know what I'm saying? Those type of people used to be in my family's cribs. You know what I'm saying? So from 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 entertainment to drug dealers, I knew it all. You know what I'm saying? Because I was observing. I wasn't one of those kids that spoke. I was one of them kids that sat in the corner and watched and listened. Observant. Very observant. You know what I'm saying? I learned a lot from being that way. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Gene Anthony Ray, you talking about the dancer? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He passed yeah. away. Yeah, he passed away. God bless his soul. Okay, but he was close to your family. Yeah, he was real close to my pops. He was real close to my pops, my moms, my family. Mm -hmm. um, Gene Anthony Ray family was hustlers. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He, he and it was just like he took another route. You know what I'm saying? If you do the research on you, you you'd be like, yo, damn, his family was in it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There was a few families in Harlem that 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 had celebrity status from being in the streets, but like the kids had talent to not go that way. You right. know what I'm saying? Like you would like you had when I was growing up, if you if their neighbor seen you do something wrong, they'll whip your ass. Mm -hmm. Take your yeah, mom, she gonna whip your ass. Your right. pops come on, he gonna whip your ass. Now your next door neighbor see you doing something wrong and act like they don't see it. I grew up in a whole different era. So it was it, it was either, you know, embrace what was around you or be rebellious and end up fucked up, you know what I'm saying? Let me ask you a question. So, you're young. Um, you didn't choose the life of the streets. Who, who was getting money back in the days? Who was outside that you knew as a young kid that was outside that was getting money? That Or you wasn't aware of that? I was aware of everybody against getting money. I know about the outposts, the rich porter. Like I said, I went to school with Darnell. Darnell? Yeah, God bless his soul. That was Rich Porter's little brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know him personally? Yeah, I knew. I was in the same class with Darnell. So you know bring, us, bring us back to the day when he got kidnapped. What what was going on? What do you remember? At first, we didn't really know what was going on. And then, you know, as other street kids, you know, the word was getting around that Darnell had got kidnapped. You know what I'm saying? And um, it was sad because we would have, like, little assemblies and, you know, when they start passing out the uh, awards and stuff, and Pat would have to accept Darnell's awards because he's kidnapped. And at that time, you know, a lot of kids ain't know what kidnap or murder was, but me being around, me coming from a street-orientated environment plus family that had best of both worlds, right. I knew what that was. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of it kind of fucked me up as a youngin. Like, yo, damn, he ain't really have nothing to do with his brother life. But this is how stuff ends up. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 I'm, I'm cool with Laurel. I'm cool with Pat. I actually have a Rich Porter tattoo. Really? Yeah. I see it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's just a dedication to Harlem. You know what I'm saying? That's just a dedication to Harlem. You know what I'm saying? Because we uh -huh. all lived through the ghost of Rich Porter. We all want that 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 chain, that car, that that mean coat, that bad bitch. That's still going on in Harlem to this day. But it, 
it's kind of, it feels like it's not obtainable because there's no money in the streets no more. You know what I'm saying? Niggas is still chasing that. Niggas, niggas rappers, everybody, niggas is still chasing that. Nigga get a deal, nigga want to go get that car and that chain so they can ride through seven, so they can ride the eighth. The stage ain't there no more. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, you, you can count on one hand how many foreign cars is in Harlem right now. You can count on one hand. It's not drug crews no more. And anybody that's really getting real money, they trying to stay under the radar from that shit. Too much telling. Hmm. Too many bitch-made niggas. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like, um, the day I got my Rich Porter tattoo, right, I was just, because my mom's asking me, she's just like, why you get that? And I was just like, it's just a, re a reminder where I don't want to end up at. Mm. Wow. It was a my 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 rich porter's tattoo is a reminder. It's it's a learning experience. It's a lesson. It was like I seen I seen young black men chase this dream and nothing good come from it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He he might be a legend in the streets, but his brother got murdered. He got murdered by his best friend. You know what I'm saying? Like what's What's, what's, what's dope about that? What's, what, isn't any honor in that? Hmm. What is a Benz or a chain or, or not a money worth after that? You remember, you met you met Rich before, have you? Yeah, yeah. So how do you feel about these days? How did you feel about the Alpo video that just dropped? It's disturbing, man. It's disturbing because He got kids that can comprehend what's going on. They're adults now. This ain't 1990, this ain't 9189 to where they was babies. He got sons, he got daughters. Shout out to his son and his daughter. They got the uh, the richstrands.com going on with his merch. And um, it's disturbing, man. Hmm. That's 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 the it's the it's it's it's, it's, it's how it's, does this, what is the street saying about it? It's, it's disturbing. It's scary. Let me tell you why it's, it's scary because it's like it actually happened. It's real, and it's like. What's the sad part about it? How will he ever rest in peace hmm. if we still talk about him in this way? He done rolled around in his grave a hundred times because from the paid in full movie to just people putting him in the raps. It's just like he. It's just like, well, when will he ever rest? When will Darnell? When will Miss Porter ever rest? When will? Larell, when will Pac come? When will they be able to not grieve? Right. You know what I'm saying? All they have to do is turn on a music video or go to Netflix. They're going to see the likeness of their uncle or their brother or go to the rap video or go, go to YouTube. As soon as I, I ain't going to lie, I, I watched it twice 
just to make sure what I was watching was real. The second time I broke down watching it because it was like the world we living in is like really ill. In the day and times, like, like before everything that you ever heard about Rich Porter, Al Poise, he was kind of like miffy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It was kind of like the words of the streets. But now we have books, we have movies, we have documentaries. And that really happened. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, um, Alpo, he, he's back around. And um, to be respectful, I was a young kid when they was doing all that. So for me to talk about something from that that I had nothing to do or wasn't even around, that would be out of order to me. But right. where can I speak for this era? Yeah, I can speak from this era. And it's scary. Because you know how many people that was talking what they'd do to Poe when they seen him or if he, if he ever came home. And he's home and these guys is biting their words. A lot of people is biting their words or rebuttaling, you know what I'm saying? And it's scary. It's scary because there's no emotion behind it. It's like, yeah, life is this real. And then you got some people that was like, was Rich Porter wrong? Did he cross Alpo? Then you got do you kill your friend over this? It's mixed signals. Right. So a person like me, I'm able to digest it and be like, yo, you know what? Pray for the families. Pray, 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 pray for mental stability. You know what I'm saying? Could could he have, could could the video have been remorseful? Who knows? You know what I'm saying? But we in the day of time where everything is broadcast. Right. And some people might get mixed signals. You know what I'm saying? If you, 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 the streets can't say much about it. I done heard it's mixed signals. So I'd be like, you know what? You got to just pray for everyone involved in that. You just got to pray. And you got to pray for the best for 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 healing, cause a lot of people I heard a lot of people. Yo, why is he doing that? It might be, it might be, y'all might not see it in that way, but it might be healing for him to be able to talk about that and to go retract his steps about something that he might regret in this day and time. That's the illest thing. Like man, every every man, me, you. G, Flip, we got something in life that we all regret. We might be machismo about it and stick or poke our chest out, but when we go home and sit in front of our kids or our moms or our girl, we men at the end of the day. We have feelings and emotions too. And and if you a man and you look in that mirror and you can't tell yourself when you're wrong, Something, something, something's fucked up about you. If if you can't, if you if you can do something fucked up, and look in the mirror and tell yourself, yeah, I was wrong, 
That's what makes you a man. You know how many people that do wrong every day and look in the mirror and sleep well with no conscience and, and no feelings or no remorse about what they do? Everybody has remorse for things they do. It takes time. Where Alpo need is prayer. Where uh, the porters need is prayer. I just heard he lost his mom's and his sister. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. So he needs prayer. As as, as a culture, we going through it. And it's just, it's very sad, man. It's scary, man. That's what I can put on that situation. It's very scary. How did you, um, how did you get into making music, battle rap actually, because battle rap came before the music or you was making, how did you start rapping? I got I got into the music. I when I was young, um, some people that was real close to me. They moved with me and my moms. Um, it was like eight, maybe nine people in a one bedroom apartment at one time. This was in the early eighties. It was me, my moms. My moms was pregnant at the time with my little brother, Douglas. So it was me, my moms, my little brother mm-hmm. inside my mom, my sister, Quanisha, my grandfather, Cecil, God bless his soul, my, my god brother, Matthew, his cousin, Shahi, which they they more like my uncles, both of their moms and, and my Uncle Shahi's mom's boyfriend. So we in one apartment. One bedroom. One bedroom apartment. Padlets all over. You know, my mom's just saw a good hearted person. She gave up her bedroom. So she was sleeping on sleeping bags mm. when she was pregnant with my little brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, everybody was in the house in one bedroom. Yeah, one bedroom apartment. We had a living room, a one bedroom apartment, a small ass kitchen, a small ass bedroom. Like I came up on some different shit. And this is the eighties. This is early eighty five, eighty six. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And um my god brother, that's more like my uncle, his name is Matt. Matthew. Mm-hmm. He the one that actually taught me how to rap because he used to work at Kenny System. It's for a parking it's like parking managers. Like they parked at um, Yankee Stadium. So anybody that came up in the 80s and was going to Yankee games, y'all know about Kenny's system. They was like the parking lots. So he had worked there all day and come home, bring me all the bats and the hats from the games and stuff like that. And when he come home, he would sit in his gold chair that my mom's had, like a one-person chair. This gold chair, like like this crystally gold chair, and he would beat on both sides of the armrest and rap. Like every night he'd come home and rap and rap and rap, and I used to just sit there and watch him. So one day he was sitting down writing a rap, and he got stuck on a word. I think he was trying to mix something. He, I think it was a, 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 a rap about a girl named Wanda. And he was like, yo, I'm getting stuck. I can't find nothing else to rhyme with Wanda. And I said, yo, Honda. And he was like, he seen him sitting there writing. He was like, hmm. yo, 
alright, Tone, because my real name is Antonio, and they call me Tony. So he was like, yo, alright, Tone. So every night when he come home and do beating on, start writing his raps, he would actually ask me for words. Be like, yo, you know what I'm saying? So that's how I started rapping. That's wow. how that's how I started rapping. And he put me on the rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Maud, for real. Like hmm. my mom's my mom's is only seventeen years older than me, so she was going to to Nobody Beats the Wiz, mm. going about records by the thirties, go buy thirty albums, whatever's out, whatever's coming out. They had white labels, they had, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, E P you know, she would buy it all. And sometimes she would buy uh, me and my god brother um, break beats just because she knew we rap. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I really I really started rhyming around 86. I was born 79, around 86, 85, 86. I started rapping like at five, six years old. So you're rapping. Now, when do you first go in the studio? And dancing. Rapping and dancing, dancing was my thing. So was did the battle I, did the battle battle rap started coming before you went in the studio to make records, or you went in the studio to make records and then that's what I'm saying. Which one was first? Hmm. When I start when I when I when I started rapping in the studio, mm-hmm. was it probably around age? 16, 15, 15, 16. The first person that invested in my career for studio time, like actually giving me $100 bills to go to the local studio, was Gangsta Lou. Mm. Wow. Shout out Gangsta Lou. Wow. He was the first person, because I, like I said, I was, by being best friends with my one of my best friends, Aaron, he is from that block, 146, between in St. Nick, set building 723. He was next door neighbors with AZ. Mm. AZ nephew name is Boo Boo. That was one of my best friends coming up. So Aaron, Boo Boo, they my best friends. Boo Boo is AZ's nephew. God bless his soul um, and his uncle Wayne. God bless. He passed away um, like a year ago, two almost two years ago. So when we was coming up rapping, they was going to do the mob style next generation. So we was like the little niggas under them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We it, it, it was it was quite a few MCs uh, around around that time. Me, my man Aaron, awesome grave digger, mm-hmm. uh, baby Thad. Um, Mike Buggy, um, a lot. It was a lot of MCs coming up, un, like under that regime, under the mob style regime. Cause we was young kids, but we was just so nice that mm-hmm. they took a liking to us, and Lou took a liking to me at a young age. He had uh, gave me like one of my first rap names was the Bookkeeper. My first one of my first, he named me the Bookkeeper, and. <laughs> I used to go around battling niggas under that name, and that's how I got a buzz under that nigga under that name. Niggas used to call me the bookkeeper. So how you got the name Mukasa? Um, at that time, around the bookkeeper time, around that time, I had a few different names. 
I went, all right. When I was a young kid, say about from 7 to 13, I was Tony B. I was like, now nah, I'm growing, and we growing out the the B ever. I was like the Tony B. Say, say you was flip ski back in the day, yeah, some yeah. shit like that. We was going, and so I was <laughs> like, I. So it went from that to I'm starting to be outside more. I'm mm -hmm. starting to, I'm starting to be rebellious. I'm starting to act out what I'm seeing in the household. So I'm, I'm, I want to be tough. So I named myself Baby Gangster. Hmm. Then it was a few other people running around, baby gangster, baby gangster, baby gangster. Then I remember I was on time, I was in Times Square. Mm -hmm. And this is around the time that the Clint Eastwood movie Unforgiven came out. And I liked it the way it looked and and lettering, the font they had and all that. So I was like, I'm looking up at the at the the, uh, the billboard. I'm like, Unforgiven. I'm like, yo, that's my new rap name. So when I get around my niggas, I'm like, I say, I say, yo, I'm changing my name from Baby Gangsta. They were like, what you going to name your name? What you going to be now? I'm like, I'm going to be Unforgiven. They was like, yo, that's type hard. Word, that's hard. We can call you Un for short. I'm like, I was like, yo, I like the ring to that. But then, shout out to my man Manson. My man Manson, his wife was from the Philippines, and she was like, "Unforgiven is Casalana in her language." So I was like, "Oh shit, Unforgiven Casalana." But when I was writing, I was like, "What if I blow up and I gotta start writing autograph? That's type too long to write. Like that yeah. shit's too long to write. Unforgiven Casalana." So. I was like, what if I put it, what if I put both names together and I'm just Uncasa? So I was like, all right, I'm unforgiving Casalana, but it's too long, so I'm going to break it down to Uncasa. All right, what Uncasa going to stand for? They was like, they don't stand for nothing. It's just short for unforgiving Casalana. I said, nah, I got to mean something. Mm -hmm. So when I went home, I was, went home, rolled up, sat in the bathroom smoking. I probably smoked like four or five blunts. I had a little recorder. I was playing the Illmatic tape. I had the tape. I was playing the Illmatic tape in the bathroom smoking. And I was like, yo, man, how I'm going to make this name dope? Everybody got dope-ass names. Nasty Nas, Method Man, Ghostface Killer, this, that, and the third. What my name going to stand? It's Uncasaka. And I was like, then something just popped up in my head. United Niggas Kill All Stereotypes America. Uncasa. So that's what Uncasa stand for. United mm. niggas kill all wow. stereotypes, America. So niggas was like, what that mean? I was like, man, whatever a person put, whatever niggas say I can't do, I'm a, I'm a killer. I'm a do it. So it's United niggas kill all stereotypes, America. Uncasa. Who got you into the battling? Me. I was battling before. I was battling the niggas before it became mainstream. Like this one, when oh, you stop when, it, Owen. stop it, man, stop it, man, <laughs> stop it, Owen. come on, man. Nah, but before it got mainstream, I was battling niggas. You go to my hood, go to Harlem, right? There you go, dude. Mm -hmm. there you, you go. go to you go to Harlem, right? He's up. Shit, He's yeah, up. You go Listen, you go to Harlem, you go to Harlem, and you go to my part of town where I'm from, and niggas will tell you I was king on that battling shit. Uh, mm. Stop it, please. 
Come on, bro. You was nice, but not the king. I was king where I'm from. Bro. I was the well, I was like one of the first niggas in my hood to have a record deal. I had a record deal before Joel Santana. Mm. We talking about the battle. We'll get to that. We talking about the battling though. Even the battling. Els wasn't a battler. He got into it after a while, but he wasn't a battle. I was the one that was when niggas was like, "Yo, go battle listening." Like I came up under, like I said, I came up under battle rap niggas. Awesome Grave Digger. You might have never heard of him. Nah. Um, Mike Boogie. Mike Boogie can rhyme from five o'clock to nine o'clock at night. Hmm. And not spit the same shit. Trooper J, my man Sekou PRT, uh, babe, um, Baby Madison from Vacant Lot, the Hot Ones, Murder Mace, Killer Fucking Cam. These is the niggas' names that was ringing when I was coming up. J Mills and all, and, and the younger guys came after. You know what I'm saying? But. When we, was battle, when we was battling, it wasn't no cameras. You might get punched in your face, you pull out your, your camcorder. Mm. You was either battling in project staircases, handball courts, mm -hmm. staircases, and shit like that, or, or, or corner. It wasn't no stage. It wasn't no, none of that shit. What about you know Big what L? Did he, did he battle back then? Or no? Yeah, Big L, Big L was battling. Big L battled Jay-Z on Hump 40th, from Hump 40th to Hump 42nd. Hmm. That's a legendary battle in the hood that everybody know about. Everybody be talking about like they did, was there, but everybody wasn't there. Right. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't even there, but I, 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 people that that I was around can recite every rhyme that was said. That even Jay rhyme. You know, like I was real cool with Huddy Combs. God bless his soul. Like I got hmm. a tatter hut on me. Like that hmm. was my brother. Like. When it was battle time, like you had to go to niggas block twenty five deep. Right. Get twenty niggas from your block. Oh, I'm going to battle this nigga. Shout the Harlem Knights, Window and Abe. Those was another niggas that was known to cream niggas. Naughty Shorty, my brother on my father's side, they from thirty thirty three. He was like the Harlem Nas. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It was niggas out here, Mino from from vacant lot that actually wound up having a dispute with Jay-Z back and forth. Like, these, like you, you had niggas that was killing niggas on this battle shit. Mm. And I'm the guy, that's, I'm the guy that, that, that brings these guys' names up. You know what I'm saying? The, the, these the guys that they wrote off in the battle game that made it to where it is today far as street battling. Right. Who are the notable names you battle? Cassidy, Lupe Fiasco, um, Akinelli. Hmm. Um, I know you did better that. Yeah. I battled a I lot of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I battled a lot of niggas. Yo, Cassidy, so okay, okay, hold on. Nah, real quick. So, for those who are not from that 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 era and that in that uh in that hood, yo, tell us how the battles would would happen. Like, you know, take us through a day, like. You, you get up right. in the morning, you go outside, you're hanging out with your, with your home, you know what I'm saying? Basically, how battle raps was, niggas, niggas was fucking hating. Mm. You you had niggas hating on niggas that they was hearing was buzzing. So mm. niggas be talking shit. That nigga ain't shit I battle like that. I, nigga, I, I'm, I'm nice. I burn that nigga. Mm -hmm. I bet. Set this shit up. 
We come to your park. We come to your block. We come to your building. Mm-hmm. I got 10, 15, 20 of my niggas. There might be three guns around. You got your whole block. When I battled T-Rex, I went to his block. That wasn't my hood. You gonna mm-hmm. talk about that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You was pulling up on a nigga block. Your name was ringing. All you had to do was burn a couple of niggas. Your name was ringing, and you had to burn niggas that was nice. Right. You had to. You had to be able to get in a cipher. And I battled drag on. Mm. I battled recordable niggas. What was your hardest battle? You think you beat T Rex? Somewhat. Cause you were saying you heard his rhyme before. Nah, it was just off the. It, I, I won as an underdog by coming to your block. You got your whole block against me, and I was able to still keep up. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's I was still able to, to make a name for myself. Shout out to T Rex. That's my brother. Yeah, I love T Rex to, to yeah, death. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That that's the difference. Everybody try to make me and his shit personal. I never. I didn't even know T. Matter of fact, this is what y'all don't know. Me and T Rex battled two or three times before. We battled on smack. Wow. Five niggas from his block, five niggas from my block. We meet at a designated spot, battle. Come, yo, you see me on 45th and Broadway, we battle. It was just like that. Me and Lux, me and Loaded Lux had wild battles. Hmm. In the rain, snow, phone booth, all types of shit. Had I used to make me anytime, uh, if it wasn't, these are the three people that used to make me battle Lux all the time. Shout out to my homegirl, Big Sexy, my homegirl, Shakira. Shout out to the to 2640 Mother Zion block. It was either Big Sexy, my man Saquon, shout out to Who's Say, or Head Ice. Hmm. They used to make us battle all the fucking time on different occasions. Now, back then, did y'all, did y'all like plan the days in advance or was nah, it the same day? it was day? like you see me, I see him, there you go. Did that Uncasa nigga, what's up? So the, so this is before social media. So there's no like Early. researching who the person is. This nah, is like on site. No, no. Your, your name. This is this, this is the difference between the the, the, uh, the street niggas and the IG niggas. You have to actually battle niggas. You actually have to get busy. You have to go around and get busy. Mm-hmm. You have to get busy. So y'all were freestyling. Kiss, yeah, you 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 you. It wasn't no personal rounds. Right. You come to the battle with your ammo. Kiss came and got kiss. Invited me to the Rough Rider studio to battle Cassidy. I bumped into weed. I bumped into Kiss at a weed spot, and Kiss was like, "Yo, I got this. We got this new kid from Philly. Come test the waters with him." Mm. And we went. Me and my man, me and my my boys, uh, four, five, six, Jitterbugs and Steph Spinks. They brothers. They was like locks on steroids. Hmm. And they lived in, and, and and what was make what made them so hard? They lived everywhere. They claimed Harlem, they claimed Yonkers, and they claimed Far Rock. Wow, these niggas was hard. They, these is the niggas that actually invented the word piff. Those are the first niggas that actually said the word piff. Piff wasn't just weed. Piff was anything that was fire. Them sneakers is piff. That chain is piff. This show is piff. Flip the mm. script, that shit is piff. That's where it came from. Hmm. I'm just I'm just giving y'all a little bit of history of this hip hop shit, man. So so if y'all didn't have social media, the, the the research and all that, and you know, like what was the content about usually when, when y'all when y'all was rapping? Is it on the spot against the it other was person? Who had or? the hottest sounding shit? Mm. Who had the crowd going, ooh? 
So it wasn't it wasn't necessarily about the other person. It was just nah, about the, this, the boss this, this and, the, and this is the new era. It's personal. Niggas want right. to talk about your mama, your cousin, right, right. what happened to you in third grade. No, you come with it. You come with twenty, thirty of your best verses, and I'm gonna come with twenty, thirty of my best verses, and we gonna get busy. Um, so give me your hardest battle. My hardest battle was probably out of um, Cassidy and and Lupe Fiasco. Where you battle Lupe at? I battled Lupe. Me and Lupe battled twice. Me and Lupe battled over the phone, and then me and Lupe battled in Tenafly, New Jersey. Uh, That's real. Yeah. What was he doing over there? Um, at the time, I was signing a baby grant. Not baby grant. Excuse me. Fuck them niggas. We gonna talk about them hating ass, the wackiest independent label ever. Hmm. I was signing a, a black round, a Leah Timberland. I was signing a black round through. Barry Hankerson, my manager at the time was Rosalind Brogdon, and my over like my mentor was Bryce Wilson from Groove Theory. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So he had me around all these niggas, Jimmy Henchman, Haitian Jack. He had me around straight thorough, Von Zip, all the gangster niggas. You know what I'm saying? At a young age, so he was out in Chicago. So I might have smoked myself to sleep. My, we living. I'm, I'm living in Englewood at the time. My manager run upstairs. Was like, yo, Bryce on the phone. Wake up. I get on the phone. Bryce was like, yo, these niggas talking shit. I'm trying to tell these niggas I got the next biggie. These niggas think think I'm playing. Yo, battle this nigga. I'm like, where yeah, I'm, I'm getting turning the light on and I'm in the in the in the room. Yeah, where y'all niggas at? I'm throwing some sweat sweatsuit quick. Where you where y'all at? He's like, nigga, I'm in Chicago right now. I want you to rhyme over the phone. <laughs> so I spit about a hundred balls over the phone. He spit about a hundred balls. He's, I spit about a thirty. He spit a thirty. It was like, yo, this is getting too intense for the phone. We gonna fly. We gonna fly the, We gonna fly Lupe up to New York, and y'all gonna get busy then. Probably like nine months to a year went past. The day that me and Lupe battled face to face was the first annual BET Awards. Cause after the battle, me and him watched that shit together. So mm. that's what I remember about that. So my my thing is this. So you're battling. How you get the deals though now? Like now you battle and you battle. All right. And how did you, how did like, cause like you went to the story about your cousin, I'm saying the rapper, you giving them words, you started rapping, studio, you start battling, you outside. Now how the deals come through? Well, right, your the first direct, deal the, came in. The record deals, right? I got my first independent deal around 90, 92, 93 through this guy named Bubba. He assigned me. I was a part of a rap group called Triple R, Rough, Rugged, and Raw. <laughs> That's hot. It was me, my my homeboy One Saw, and my homeboy Lamont. Me and One Saw met previously. Eight years before that, he had got him and his sister had got hit by a city bus, and he oh, was in shit. a body cast. When I was young, you know the little um, plastic, uh, uh, the little plastic tubes that come in the bubble gum machine. Mm -hmm. I'm playing Superman off my jumping off the couch with the towel wrapped around my neck. I jumps on the floor, steps on one of those. The shit breaks and goes like four or five inches deep into my foot mm. after I have surgery. So the room they put me in, they put me in this room with a kid with a body cast. Me and him got cool. 
because I got to get surgery. He's broken up from 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 his shoulders down to his toes. Hold him and his sister. His sister probably in another room, but they got hit by a city bus. They broken up. So when his mom's wasn't a, like was late or something, my mom's would feed him, change him, stuff like that. That's nice. So oh, that's real. After after I get out the hospital Christmas Eve, I never seen him again. Until one day I'm at my aunt's house and we recognize each other. And he like, yo, Tony? I'm like, one so we just give each other a hug. And then the next thing you know, probably two, three weeks later, we in a rap group together. Cause he tell me, yo, well, I I rap with my man. I was like, I rap too. He's like, where yo, be down with our crew. And and went from that to messing with this guy named Bubba. That ain't Workout. He got us one show at this club called Indigo Blue. Okay. And after that show, um, they took us to the back. We we ran for Scarface. This one he had that, um, the Mister. I'm the Mister Scarface. I got a good. He had that <laughs> out. So that situation kind of faded, and um, I ain't get my first major deal until I was about 19. I met this guy named Rallo on AZ from Mob Style Block. Mm -hmm. We was in a cipher. Um, after the cipher, he asked niggas, did they want a record deal? Niggas said, yeah, hell yeah, what you think? Long story short, we wound up signing the deal with him. He wound up getting incarcerated. Oh, wow. But in the midst of all the time that we spent with Rallo, he introduced me to this girl named Rosalind Brogdon. Shout out to Ros. Mm -hmm. When me and Rollo would get into like a confrontation or an argument, he'd be like, I know where to take you at. I'm gonna take you to Rosalind house. You seem to get along with Rosalind good. So whenever time he would run out of money or, or we would get into like a little scuffle or something, I would go chill with Ros. And the whole time, Ros was teaching me the music business about publishing, points, independent promotion budgets. So I took a liking to her because she was teaching me shit. So um, Rallo got locked up and me and Rosalind would stay in contact because I had a, a toy coist beeper at the time. Wow. And she used to beepers. She, she used to beat me and put a house number 205 as a code. So I would call her back and she was always like, yo, I want to get you out the hood. Um, I'm gonna get you a record deal, such and such. You know, at the time, you just listening to shit one in and out yeah. the other until one day I'm on my block hustling in front of the building. I used to hustle in front of 555, the triple nickel. I'm hustling, and Roslyn and um, my homegirl Arlene DeVal, they moved me out my mom's crib. Hmm. They like, yo, you coming to live with me in Jersey? And I'm gonna get you a record deal, and like three or four days later, I had a million dollar deal at Black Round Records. Really? Wow. Word. So you had a million dollar deal. Word. Got the money? Hell yeah, I got some money. Don't lie to me, you know I'm your nigga. Man, listen, my life changed in a matter of days. My life changed. What did you do with your money? How much you got? Like ten thousand? No, ten thousand. I might have got. I might have got 40 before the deal hmm. in a manila envelope. 
as an incentive of just be just chilling. You know what I'm saying? I got a deal. I was I was on speaker phones with Aaliyah, like welcome to the family, that type of shit. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Word. I was supposed to be in Rome when you almost die. All that. I spoke to Aaliyah probably a week before she passed away. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like I got Aaliyah tattered on my stomach. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like I got a lot of a lot of I got, I got I got a lot of history that people don't know way before I got involved with the the diplomat era. Right. Like I've been doing me. This is what people don't understand. I've been doing me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, um around that time, around nineteen ninety eight, that's when I got the deal. The deal fell through because of staff change. You know what I'm saying? They was going from one distributor to another, so it was either right. that I could stay there and get shelf or don't know when I'm coming out or take the money I got and be a free agent. So that's what I did. You know what I'm saying? So but right, you got the, you, you, that happened. That's the deal you got. Got yeah. a deal. It fell through. What's next? Um, I got signed a Lupe, um, imprint, first mm. and fifteenth, Arista. I think Stack was doing something with Lupe. Yeah, I was over there with Stack. Me and Stack was roommates. Same same room, all that. In Chicago? In, in Chicago. But it, what was going on, when I moved out chi- to, to Chicago, Stacks moved back to New York. And it was kind of like, this is like kind of an ill story. Me and Stacks wound up being signed the first to 15, and then both moving back to New York and wound up being down with the set which was ironic to me. Hmm. How you got out there to Chicago to Lupe? I after I battled me and, after I battled Lupe, me and Lupe got real cool. And Free Chili, Lupe's manager at the time, took a likeness to me and they knew my deal I had fell through with Blackground. And they was like, yo, we got this distribution over at Arista. Yo, come down and be with the family. We got you. We got a house for you to stay in, all that. Come down here. I got a check for you. Like I was getting thousands from Lupe every weekend. Like Lupe, the chili, they was like, yeah, I wouldn't even finish spending the money I got last week. They was just mm. making sure I was good. What you want, a Grimaldi watch? What you want, a first or 15 chain? What you want, what you want to do? You want a, you want a better lawyer for your case? Cause I had caught a, caught a gun charge. Lupe and chili made sure I was good anytime, man. Shout out to the whole first or 15, Gemini, Pro, my man Bug. Um, Ryan, everybody that was down there, my man Sport, everybody, they 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 like, it was love. So it was like, I came back to get sentenced from for my gun charge. The crib that I was living in, in Chicago, got raided. Hmm. You know, cause you know, Chili was a big hustler. You know what I'm saying? He ran the south side of Chicago, basically. You know what I'm saying? He doing 44 years right now, free chili. You know what I'm saying? So when I came to get sentenced, uh, I got a call from Gemini, and he was like, yo, everything you seen, all your clothes is gone, the crib is seized, the cars is seized, shit got fucked up. So before I moved to Chicago, I had did the Diplomat intro though. I never knew that Cam was gonna even put that shit on the album. You know how I found out that I was on a Diplomat album? Oh. I was living in Chicago. I went to the gas station to go get some Swishers because they don't got Dutches out there. 
went to go get some swishes from the store and I picked up the double XL magazine with 50 um 50 Eminem and Dr. Dre on the cover and they had all the albums that was coming out and who was on them and I'm reading it and I seen I got hyped when I seen Cam and them all of my bros so I'm reading and it was like intro of the album Uncasa and uh, tears just start rolling down my face because I was in shock I'm like hold up wait what the so I pass it to my man book I'm like yo read that he's like yo you did the intro to the Diplomat album I was like, yo, I don't know what this shit, I don't know <laughs> what this shit is. So when I actually, when I moved back, that was like a, a blessing in disguise by me doing the Diplomat intro before I moved to Chicago. That shit was probably done a year. When I came back, got sentenced five years probation, that's when all the Purple City and Diplomat shit started popping off. So it was like a, Lesson in disguise. Yo, so how'd you get on the, on the intro though? Like, what, what what made what made him, you know? At, yeah. At the what, time, what made him pick you to get on? At the time, Cam was around us a lot. We was on 145th between Amsterdam and Broadway, Taliban land. Shout out to Luke Abrazi, T Money, Kenny Black, Skimani. It was a all we was doing. We were selling bootleg iceberg phones, <laughs> anything iceberg. we can get our hands on CDs, wow. DVDs. Don't matter what it was, we were selling that shit. And Cam would come through and sit in the van with us. Jim would come through, sit in the van. Wells, and then they they started they doing they mixtapes. And niggas already knew I had deals and it was nice and shit. So that's just how it came. When Cam actually got. Got his deal for Rockefeller. He had took all the artists that was around at the time and put them in the studio. You know what I'm saying? How he heard Harrell, Harrell got signed to Cam by Cam hearing him on one of my mixtapes called The Piff. I did a street mixtape and I put Harrell on it, mm. and that's how Cam got to hear Harrell. So what I'm saying is that. You, you went back. You did the intro. You found out you was on the intro, mm -hmm. and then you're back. And then, because I heard that Purple City Burg, not Purple City Burg Gang, but you know Burg Gang. You was a part of Purple City Burg Gang, not Burg Gang. I was part of Purple City. Yeah, so you went back, and then you got part of Purple City. Before you know I even moved to Chicago, we was already we already put out like two or three Purple City mixtapes. So that was already. In, in, in the process, but what I'm process. saying is that, mm -hmm. so, it was you, so, wait, hold on, did the intro, went, came back, Purple City was consisted of Capo? No, Purple City was me, Shice Bub, Aguilar, Aguilar, I remember, um, I remember Shice. Guys like shout out to A Mafia, A, A Mafia came up under us, Smoke Dizza came up under us. Mm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of like a lot of guys that's popping now came through the Purple City regime. How did how did Purple, Purple City Burger Gang start? I um I got up with Shice on some hustling shit. To so use in the streets. Yeah, I was in the streets. You know what I'm saying? I went to um. Basically, I, I wanted to get put on by Shice, you know what I'm saying? 
And um, he already knew who I was from the bookkeeper day. He was like, yo, I've been knew about you. You know what I'm saying? I've been heard about how nice she was and all that. And he was around Cam and them, but he wanted to get in the music business. You know what I'm saying? I was around Luke Abrazi all the time. But at the, the at the time, I don't think Luke Luke I wasn't really business orientated as far as the music business. He was more muscle and street orientated than music business. But Shice had the smarts and, and the and the know how how to put the shit together. So we did a we did a first we did a, a competition mixtape called Taliban versus Purple City. It's basically all the artists that Luke I had was me, J.R. Ryder, etc., and a couple of local artists that Shice had. We did that first mixtape. When we was gonna do part two, Luke I got locked up. So Shice was like, yo, damn, yo, how we gonna do this? So I was like, yo, I'm gonna come fuck with you. We gonna put this shit together. You know what I'm saying? We gonna hold this shit down. So we help him structure the, the bully and the hustler Part two was the Luch and Shy shit. Mm-hmm. Did that. And then he was like, yo, fuck it, let's put out a Purple City tape. So I bumped into, I wound up bumping into the um, my guy Dave Bright from Vertical Hole. He was in a group with Angie Stone back in the day. He used to um, be my producer and my engineer when I was like 13, 14. So I bumped into him. He told me he had a... St- he had just had a little pre-production studio on the hood. Come give him some business. I seen Shice. I told him, like, y'all bumped into my own producer. He was like, you know, I got some money. Let's start making the tape. So that's how I started making it. We started making the Purple City tape. So the name just the name just came out of nowhere. He yeah, just, Purple sorry. City, like, because Shice had the haze. Got it. So mm. that's where the name Purple City came from. But the Purple City is really structured from Taino, 122nd, the east side, from the crack era. Okay. But Shice just reinvented it and turned it when, you know, when the Purple Haze ever came, that was the weed of choice through Harlem. Mm-hmm. So Shice dubbed his crib as Purple City. Shice Bob. Yo, so real quick, you said you met these dudes in the streets. Yeah. When did you get in the streets though? Because before you said you were you you know yeah, you were dancing yeah. and stuff and you know I've always it, been it, in the streets even okay. when I was dancing. Oh, I just I, didn't choose to do a lot of shit. My other niggas, I was hustling. Okay, I was, got you. I wasn't getting caught. Got you. Like I, I was, got the impression that you when I asked you earlier, Aaron, I, I thought you was like my, me and my man Aaron to sell two maybe three hundred bags of weed then go to my buildings on Olinville Avenue in the Bronx. Mm. I didn't, we I didn't put know ourselves in that in 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 in, in those uh acting schools and all that. We did that as kids because right. we had mm-hmm. our talent. My, my best, was... like, when we, it was like this. I'm from 151st between Amsterdam and Broadway. At that time, that was the biggest drug hub in America. So, every two apartments in my building is a coke spot. Hmm. It's four or five before before I can turn the corner. It's four or five weed spots, so the hustling was dead. The the hustling was dead, but it was just like I was a hustler. I didn't have to be a gangster. I right. didn't have to be a street kid, 
even though I didn't take no shit or none of my niggas was pushovers or pussy, but it was just like some niggas wanted to be embedded in the streets. Some niggas like us wanted to get the money and do other things, and that's what I choose to do. So you was hustling then. You was in, yeah, you, yeah, that's a fact. So, so all right, so now Purpose City, Bird Gang start. Purpose City, Purpose City start. Where the Bird Gang coming from? Bird Gang is just basically all of us. The diplomats, the logo. We the bird, we the gang. We represent the bird. So that's how it came. So the bird gang. So all right. So left from Lupe, mm-hmm. came back. You found out out there you was on intro. Out, intro. Mm-hmm. Came mm-hmm. back, and um, you joined Purple City. Mm-hmm. And then I did the Taliban joint versus Taliban. And you joined Purple City, and now when does Jim come in? Jim always been around. Since the Taliban days, Jim used to just be around all the time. You know what I'm saying? That all all those people came through Luca. You know what I'm saying? Cam Cam and Jim they used to come sit in beach chairs on 45th, drink Moac nectar, smoke blunts with us, chill. Just like this is around the STD days. What the fuck is that? The ST SDE. Oh. <clears throat> The SD, so SD. Yeah. <laughs> excuse me. The S- yeah. say, we are in the 80s, yeah. 90s. I don't know. <laughs> the SD, the SDE era. So like, Cam and Luca was like heavy, mm-hmm. fucking with each other, heavy. So that's how like me, Jr. Harrell was able to be, become become a part of the set. Mm-hmm. By them being around us like that, you know what I'm saying? We street niggas hustling, and they love that shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, you might catch, you might catch, uh, Jim out there with us. Right. You might catch Scarface, Snoop, Can. Everybody came, Juvenile, Lil Wayne. Everybody came to fuck with us on 45th. Red Man. This before we even got popping. Damn. So we already had a st- we already had the streets. So. When, once the music got popping, once that, that first Diplomat tape took off and the Purple City mixtape, that's what started that whole movement. I'm trying to figure something out. So you on the album, they mm-hmm. fucking with you. But what I'm trying to figure out is, is that how did it all come together? By friendships? By just yeah. saying, like, yo, my nigga, we want you? Because they Friendship. knew who you was. Me already. and Jewels is from the same hood. Jewels is from 153rd and I'm from 151st. But they knew who you was already. Already, They already knew who you was. Yeah, like was. like I said, I've been I've been for rapping and dancing, for doing musical shit, period, in my hood, I was known. Then you got caught with a gun. How the fuck you got caught with a gun? Um, <laughs> getting, um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> getting, pulled, um, getting pulled over with my man in the car. I used to have my gun on me like I had my phone, bro. But Why? Cause I'm from the hood, and I told you we was getting money. Like we been, like we been doing that. We been doing nice jewelry, nice clothes, bad bitches. We been doing that, and like I said, I came up in that era where like your your gun was like your phone. It was around, you know what I'm saying? It was around, hmm. and it was like if it was around, if it was something was going, it was going to get used. You get what I'm saying? That's how I was. I was the only motherfucker strapped, but <clears throat> I just so happened to get caught with mines. Um, so you doing this? You doing that now? You with so they they put you you down with Dipset? I do that record. That's us, that Purple City Burger. Right. 
we not even down. Like Purple City Bird Gang was never meant to even be the way it was. That was just that was just a, a mixtape record. We was working on in the studio. Jim pulled up to the studio, did the choruses verse. We put it out on the mixtape. It got buzzing. I want the I want the Def Jam one day to go see Ant Lava, and um. I really want to go see Duke the God in them because they had an office in Rockefeller. So I'm walking past through Rockefeller to get to the diplomat side. Ant Lava, shout out to Ant Lava. He was the like the uh, the head of promotion over there. So he would have a big fucking block party speaker blasting hmm. diplomat, young guns, anything Rockefeller at the time through the joint. So he would play that record. So I'm walking through, and he was like, yo, Casa, come here real quick. He was like, yo, this guy named Carl Vernon want to shoot a video for Purple City Birkin. Hit up Shy, see what's up. See, see what's up. We're going to get this video popping. I hit Shy up. Him and Aunt Lava and Carl Vernon got together, and the rest is history. So, so but you, were you ever, you, you, were you signed to Dipset or no? I was never signed to Diplomat. You never signed to them at all? Nope. Um... What happened with that situation? It was, I Cam, Cam is a genius. Facts. So Cam knew that at the time I was hot. So if he would say that he signed me, that would stop niggas from trying to grab at me. Mm. But it was, it was, it was kind of like fucked it, up. It was kind of like not fucked up. I ain't gonna never say it was fucked up, but it was kind of like. It it did fuck up situations for me because nobody ain't want to play with Cam at that time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, yo, if he got them. that nigga, man, let him keep him. But that stopped motherfuckers from actually coming for me to, to put me on a deal. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, you live in were you, were you mad about that, though? Like, like retrospect, did it get you mad that Cam did that? Nah, because I, I believe... Anything that happens, God knows what's going on. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you you, you 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 gotta let shit go on the way it's supposed to go on. You know what I'm saying? Why would I be mad? Millions of people know me. That was my first platinum plaque, you know what I'm saying, which I'm still waiting on, but that was my kind of my introduction to the game, so. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You still waiting on that, what you mean? I'm still waiting, I'm waiting on my, my plaque from the Diplomat Immunity album, and I'm waiting on my plaque from Purple. Did you order it? Ways. I never. I've. I just ordered my shits now. I thought you know you get them from the label or Cam or whoever. I got to pay for my shits, but I'm going to get. I got. I got two plaques coming my way for Diplomat Immunity and for Cam's Purple Ways album. So so all right. So you with Purple City Bird Gang once again. Um. Shit fell off how? Because you know, you said Cam prevented people from he was a genius, he prevented people from signing you. I want to say the purpose of the thing. It was just like cause if you know if you listen to the Diplomat Immunity album when I come on the Cam Cam be like, Yo, I just signed you yesterday. I remember. Such and such. So I was that was like that was just like hype at the time. I was capping. Like they say mm -hmm. now, that was kinda like <laughs> capping. Just to make make me look bigger than what it was, you know what I'm saying? So so when shit stopped rocking, you just it just stopped rocking. That's what I'm saying. So nothing, you ain't see no transition. Like niggas just stopped. Like you know when did everything? I after I got off the diplom did the diplomat. I wound up getting a deal with Purple City. Okay. We wound up signing with 
Whack ass baby grand, them fuck boys. Mm. Who was that? What's that? Chuck Wilson, another fuck boy. These niggas do the worst business in the business. They just they just grimy ass niggas. You know what I'm saying? Baby grand's grimy. Them niggas still owe me money to this day. These niggas is just grimy ass. Who niggas. are they? What are you talking about? The mm. guy you never heard of, baby grand. He he actually his name is Chuck Wilson. He actually uh was one of the writers of Soul Plane, the movie. So you were signed to him? Yeah, we were signed. We had a Purple City deal with him. So how you do he dirty then? Basically, um... The jazz player? Nah, his name Chuck Wilson. Just type in Chuck Wilson, Baby Grand Records, Soul Plane. Multi That's just pop executive. Yeah. So, oh, Triumph Media holder, you know what I'm saying? Baby so, Grand Records, yep. So, so what happened? Yeah, tell us about that. We got the deal. We did our numbers too. We sold ten thousand the first week. We we was number two on independent albums on Billboard. We did our numbers. I see Paris to Purple City. Yeah, we we dropped mm -hmm. a couple of joints over there. What happened was was mm -hmm. like. It was too much bullshit going on within the group. You right. know what I'm saying? It was just like every like everybody wanted they 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 turn to be like they had their own personal goals. Exactly. Mm. But how do you blame them niggas for that? Because I don't blame nobody. What I blame is the business that these niggas conduct. You know what I'm saying? I after I got off of after. Me and Shays have fell out because they took me off a they took they they took me out of a video on a record that I didn't even want to do. It was a record called Trap Nigga. It mm -hmm. was featuring me, Jim Jones, and Shays. I told him from the from 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 day one I didn't want to do the record because it sounded like some some Jeezy shit. I was like, yo, this shit sound like a Jeezy record. It sound like we 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 like we trying to go on Jeezy lane. We ain't from the trap. I'm from Harlem. I know about crack spots. Mm -hmm. So it was just sound. And that, remember at the time when the Runners had that sound. Mm -hmm. Remember the Runners? They had that mm -hmm. run run. They was really that double up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that niggas was trying to f follow that that sound. So the label was like, yo, we not gonna sign no more checks. Or none of that shit until you get on this record. So I got on the record. Cool. The day of the video, I'm there for two, three, four hours like I'm some video vixen waiting for my part. None of my, so it was like, it got to like lunch break. Then I'm like, I still ain't got no part, I'm out. Drove four hours to Syracuse, made the disc record. Hmm. And it was kind of history from there because I'm at the rec I'm at the video shoot since 7:30 in the morning. I show up to the video shoot. I don't got no wardrobe. There's no wardrobe there for me. My my when when my clothes supposed to be is bare. Hangers is just swinging. Look over here, the Max B trailer. He got wild jackets and shit. Jimin got wild shakes. Got wild shit. Lucky I'm a fly nigga. I had a book bag full of Bape at the time. This is when Bape was wow. popping. I'm like, so I'm asking. Nobody got no answers for me. Shice, Chuck Wilson. So I'm like, I'm out of here. Nobody got no answers for me, so I'm out. So 
at the time I'm young, emotional. I go back to the studio in Syracuse, put out the do a disc record, put that shit on MySpace. That shit probably hit like thirty thousand listens in like two hours. Then my phone started ringing from Chuck Wilson, from Shice, from Alan Grumblatt, from Koch. I'm like, oh, it took me to do this for me to get some answers. But when I'm at the video shoot, nobody ain't got no answers. Who for you me. dissed in the record? The whole Purple City. Jim too. It wasn't. It, whoever was involved with that, everybody got dissed. But it was mm -hmm. mainly like to Shice. It was a. It was like because he was the boss of the Purple City shit. So they calling your phone. What happened? So they calling my phone and. And it's just like, when I was at the video shoot, nobody had, and I'm like, yo, what's going on with my part? I ain't got no wardrobe. Oh, I got the check for the wardrobe. I, I'll break you off later when I catch. It was just, it was just like, and this is the album I'm supposed to set me up for my career. Mm. We 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 off, we off already been, did Probably successful the with the Purple City Bird Gang. It's second album now. It's 05, yeah. So niggas is like, I'm sitting there and I'm just like, yo, niggas cut me out my own video. But you say you didn't want to do the record in the first place. I didn't, but they told me if I don't, ain't no more. We gonna, I'm gonna hold, we gonna hold the budget up. We gonna hold the album up if you don't do this record. And what was the name of the record again? Trap nigga. Was it on the album? It was the single Trap nigga. Yeah, it was on the um the purple album. Not Paris, Purple City. Uh uh. The okay. Purple album. Uh, we had a documentary with it too. Purple it was like we was like the first niggas doing reality TV and the hip hop. Like they had the breakup, all that shit, the triumph, the the rise, the fall, and all that. That quick. So my my thing is that you didn't want to do the joint. Mm -hmm. they, they make you do it. They make you do the record. You didn't want to do the record. Then you fucking go and drive to Syracuse to diss the niggas. Yes? I get. I was there at the video shoot for wild hours. Come on, man. So what that mean, huh? My nigga, I, I'm going to tell you this. If you're a part of a group, and this is the album that's setting up your career. Yeah. You supposed to be priority. They had no, I, I'll show up to a video, I have no wardrobe there. So how did they cut you, so that means they cut you out prior then? When I get there, uh, when I get there, I don't got no wardrobe. Off off top, my, my, the one side of the, the, the Winnebago is empty. <laughs> right? Everybody else got shit hanging up, belts, jackets, pants, sneakers. I'm like, yo, what's up? And then when nobody ain't got no answers for me, the CEO of my label, Purple City, ain't got no answers. Then the CEO of Baby Grand got no. I'm talking to the two bosses. Nobody ain't got no answers for me. All right, I'm gonna see if I'm 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 I'm, I'm gonna see if somebody has some answers for me after this. So that's how I felt at the time. Maybe it was wrong. I was young and emotional, but it definitely got their attention. You ain't get, nobody got mad. No. <laughs> yeah, you, niggas got mad. You had a fight after that? No, we ain't had no fight. Why? But, but let me tell you, this niggas got on. I after that, Cam, Jewels, and Jim was on MTV. Right. 
Cam asked Jim, Yo, what happened with Un at the video shoot on MTV? Oh, shit. And it was like, oh, he got, Un got mad because he got cut out the video, such, such, and such. So, you know how that shit happened? That shit had me even on more fire. Like, niggas is on MTV talking about this shit, giggling and making hmm. it seem like I'm some clown ass nigga. I was like, oh, I. I chill, I chill. I chill. That's get, how I felt. You get too bad, I chill. Nah, man. it ain't got no. You gotta understand when a nigga putting in work. You do put a lot of work. All right, so they Nigga putting in work. Like, like, nigga putting like. When have you ever heard me speak insubordinate about diplomat? Never. When have you ever heard me say anything about Jewels? Out of order. Jim Jones, Cameron, anybody, when have you? I never heard it, no. Niggas that was down with Diplomat less time than me coming out the work work talking shit. I've never said nothing. Never. Never said nothing. I, I, I held my tongue. But it's a thin line between loyalty and stupidity, man. Hmm. That's a hell lot. So after you saw the MTV shit, what happened? It it was just like I stopped fucking with Purple City all the way. And then it was just like I was kinda on a hiatus. I was just doing me. And at that time, me and Jewels was always close. So I was just like, yo, you know what? I don't know when I'm going to start or when it's going to happen, but I'm going to start my own thing up. And you're going to be the underboss of this shit. You're going to be my number two. So I just, after that, I just started working with L's. That's when he was with Slow Bucks and all that stuff, yes? This is way before, <clears throat> way before Slow and them came. This is Skull Gang. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So you go from Purple City, you go on hiatus, but mm -hmm. you still was cool with Joel. Yeah. So you mad at everybody though? You, you was mad. I'm at not even mad. It's just like I know this is the business. At at at, at the beginning, y'all was mad, but I. <coughs> this the music business. Shit always been fucked up. This the music but was, business. But you wasn't signed to nobody though. I was signed to Purple City. You was signed to Purple City, but mm -hmm. what I'm saying is that you didn't want to do the record, and they took you off the record. Maybe because you didn't want to do the record. Maybe because nah, you said you didn't want to do the record. Nah, huh? I'm on the record on the album, but when we get to the video shoot, my scenes, they, they, it was supposed to be, it, it was supposed to be me, Jim Jones, and Shice on the record, right? Mm -hmm. I get there, they break the record down on only Jim and Shice, and then they a split video, and then they got Max B doing his chorus. Wow. So I'm like, oh, I see what this is. Oh, I see what this is. This was, this, Jim used his expertise and his leverage to help catapult whatever he's doing and his artists. And were you mad at Jim? That's what I'm asking you. Was I mad at Jim? Maybe at the time. I was mad at everybody. I was mad at everybody because I had a reason to. Because it's like respect. I bust, I bust, bust my, my ass. ass. Yeah, respect. I bust my ass to get where I'm at, and I put in work. I wasn't a nigga that was sitting around when we first started doing Purple City shit. I was even writing shice rhymes. Hmm. 
You get what I'm saying? So you didn't write that. Shice Bub, yeah, you know I'm the veteran. Nah, Ad claimed he wrote that. That's what Ad claims he wrote. When I came to the studio, Shice was in the booth recording his verse. So I don't know who wrote that. A lot of the stuff that I wrote for Shice ain't even get to make it to the light. You know what I'm saying? That was the, like the beginning. Like if you heard a couple of Shice verses in the beginning stages of Purple City, Shice ain't, ain't rap. He was like, yo, write me some shit. That's my big bro at the time. So I'm like, nigga, anything that's going to make the, 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 the company pop, I'm with. So it was just like, all right, that's what I'm going to do. But then when the deal come, everybody on their own, it becomes like everybody's on their own. It's, it's not a team effort no more. You know what I'm saying? It ain't about Purple City. It's about niggas having their own agendas. Exactly. So this happens, you get mad, but then you hiatus, you go to Skull Gang. Mm -hmm. How was that experience? The Skull Gang experience was beautiful because I get I got the work and I got to learn. And I had I had say so. You know what I'm saying? And my word was respected that I felt at the time like me and Jewels put Skull Gang together. Mm. From the name to everybody. We knew exactly. And like everybody came. Star came. Depp came. Rap was always around. You know what I'm saying? And um, Nero. Big B's. Like those was like the B team. Like Nero was always there, right? But the front men of Skull Gang mm -hmm. was me, John Depp, Rab, Jewel Santana, and Depp, and Star. That was the group. But we it was a bigger family. We had Reek Rose. We had Nero. We had Big B's. We had High Neef. Shout out to High Neef, the hat boy. Skull Gang was... Was 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 big, and we we stayed in the studio for like two years and worked on nothing but records for twenty four hours a day. Skull mm -hmm. Gang had a collective of almost a thousand records. I gotta get at you real quick now. What's up? Been trying to hold it in, wait for the right time. I know what you're gonna say. I think you got something else. What I was gonna say? Why were they treating him like this? Like True. like like did. He do something to them from the exclude him out of the video, uh, you know what I'm saying? That whole vibe. Nah, we nah, gonna say that. Nah, oh, okay, nah. okay. You was with Jewels, right? Mm hmm And the thing is, we know that Jewels had an issue at that time, a problem mm -hmm. with drinking, uh, whatever he was drinking at the mm -hmm. time. So, did you try? Of course, I did. Flip. Come oh, on. oh, okay. So you gonna just? Oh, okay. Mm. I'm just saying. Did you Come try on, to that's help? That's my brother. So you just gonna answer all the questions before I ask. Basically, you know what I'm saying. Come on, that's my brother, Flip. You family, Flip. I yeah, I am. You my I man. Ain't, huh? I ain't a nigga that you just interviewing. You know us. You been around. You know the fam. Of course I did. If I was, if if, if it got to a point where niggas that really loved him and cared was kind of pushed away, if I was there, 
he wouldn't be locked up right now because I would have checked his fucking bag. He would have never got caught. If me and Tobe, shout out to Tobe Cobain, if, if, his, if his niggas was around him, hmm. that shit wouldn't have happened. Because we would have checked his fucking bag before he left. That's what. The, that's the type of friends he had around him. Was he drinking lean at the time he was with y'all? Honestly, well, you don't want to talk about that. I let when he come on. I let him tell you that. But Respect. Okay. The thing is now, what do you mean? Why? Why? So why did the niggas close to him get pushed away? Because the niggas wasn't down with that shit. Let's stop it, man. Come on, you my nigga. Stop mm -hmm. it. Listen, stop it, bro. Listen, Yo, uh, listen. It's me, bro. Listen. Niggas if was you down. got if you if you if you got wasn't down with what? Hanging out with Queens niggas? No, what what hell we, no. Stop it. Don't do that. I just <laughs> said, don't do that. I just said, no. <laughs> and, 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 and indulging with what he was doing. Respect. Okay, got it. Let's leave it. Do not begin in detail. So niggas wasn't down with indulging what he was doing. Nah, not at all. So what but so I mean, you had to you had to walk me through the steps. You don't got to say what he was doing, but you had to walk right, me through cool. by not being down. How did that lead to right, his cool. main? Okay, yeah. At one time, everybody was indulging, but not until to where niggas got addicted. You get what I'm saying? Niggas gotcha. was doing that shit for fun. You know what I'm saying? Like getting a bunch of Hawaiian punch, some Jolly Ranchers, making a drink, getting high. Usingism. Some niggas got addicted to it. You get what? Some niggas needed that shit. I wasn't a nigga that needed that shit. A nigga might like. I, I would be a hypocrite to tell you that I never drunk promethazine and codeine before. I'm in the hip hop business. I'm a fucking rapper. I've never did cocaine. I've did ecstasy. I've smoked hella weed. And niggas don't be honest about. What what they indulge in, you know what I'm saying? I'm not a nigga. I'm not a nigga that need Percocets. I'm not a nigga that need lean. Weed is enough. I hardly drink alcohol. Barely send me boxes every month. That shit's stacking up to where that shit is falling off my my my, my countertop. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I didn't. Uh, 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 like it ain't get. It not get to the point where niggas needed that shit. It got to a point where a lot of niggas. That was they kick. Pour up, smoke up. That was they kick. But then when it's getting to when it's abusive, you have too much sex, you can get sick. You drink too much water, you can get sick. You drink, eat too much sugar, you can get sick. And if you indulge in where anything is too much, it becomes a habit and, it, and it's going to have an effect on you. But it was like, it was so much that you can say to a grown-ass man. You get what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to let that man be that man. It's not that you're allowing him to hurt theyself. It was like, this is what they do. And you a grown ass man. It goes back. You can take a nigga to the to the water fountain. You can't push his head down and make him push that, that button. Horses drink the water. You, yeah, we yeah, we yeah. know that. Yeah 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 yeah. But un, hold on. So so so. Nigga, stop. And and, and 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 what you ain't you ain't gotta you ain't gotta 
the 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 build up. Ask me what the fuck you want to ask me. It's not for. building up. It's not building up. But I, I, I got you, nigga. You want to ask me some uncut raw shit? That's what I'm here for. I'm your man. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm mm. just saying. Cause me, I don't give a fuck about rubbing motherfuckers the wrong way, at all. You know why? Cause it's the truth. I'm not trying to. I'm not disrespect. I'm not like I said. When I, you ever heard me talk insubordinate about anybody that no, I, I fuck I, with? And I told you earlier. Well, you did a diss record, but, I, but never. <laughs> That was 15 years ago, and I had a reason to. But you just asked when. That was the last time I heard something. But and I and if I wouldn't have told you, you wouldn't have known. I'm very honest with my... I, yeah, that was a mistake. I was young. I was emotional How you know I wouldn't know? You don't, you don't think I heard it? What? Yeah, of course you did. Of course. So how I wouldn't know? No. The average motherfucker wouldn't know. So the reason why I say, yeah, 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 drink water, uh, yeah, 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 as far as that slogan, I'm going to tell you why, because I know you well. My problem is this, like, it doesn't, you're trying to say what I was saying is that because Homeboy was involved in this, you know what I mean, and we, some of us didn't get addicted to it, you're trying to say that he moved y'all away or y'all distanced yourself? Because now, if you say you distance yourself from it, then it gets a little tricky there for me. Because was like, Scenario was, was shooting videos every, well, I was around. You met T at I Am The Club. Like, who you talking to here? You talking to me? It's, it was like. So did he get mad? Cause y'all not, that's what I'm asking. Like, did he, like, it did, did he? Get, it, 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 let me tell you what it got. It got to a point where, when Slow and them came around, <sighs> that, his day ones kind of got overshadowed. That's the words I'm gonna use. Mm. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It was like I was getting into shit in my hood. Niggas would say shit to me that was meant to say to L's, but they wouldn't say it to him because L's was either in his crib or in the studio taking care of what he got into. I'm coming to the to the hood, so all the all the malice that they got intent for him, I would get. And I'll go back, I'm like, yo, the hood feeling this type of way. What were they mad at him for? Basically, because the way they he was embracing slowing them. But slowing them was putting in work. Slowing them is to think a lot of the Skull Gang shit. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Sk like, sk they was behind the movement. Like when them Queens boys was moving out, they was making sure niggas was good. Me Respect. too. Respect. Sorry, there's nothing to repeat. Respect. You know what I'm saying? Slow always been a team player. He always had niggas best interest and he's very unorthodox. Slow will rub you the wrong way, but he's doing it for the, the wrong. Slow might do something to you to rub you the wrong way, but at the end of the day, he's doing it for a collective. You mm -hmm. might not see what he's doing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I remember Slow moved me like, like yo, come in real quick and move me out of section, put me out of lower section in a party for a basketball to stand. He was like, yo, it's just the look, all right? I just, I'm just trying to do it for the look. I'm trying to make us look bigger than life. Don't take it personal. I was tight as a motherfucker. I was mad, but I sat back and, I, and, I, and, I, and then I started to see how the room was being worked and I was like, this was when Els was starting to re-gear up. And I understand, put put that new energy around them. 
whoever's popping put that around them. But a lot of niggas ain't understand. It took me a while to understand about slow, and 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 when I really realized, I was like, yo, joke, like that, like slow kind of genius with this shit, cause he knew everybody and he knew how to, he he knew he was like, yo, we gonna move this type of way, and I guess a lot of guys from our hood ain't know how to maneuver like slow. So they might have resented everybody because of that. When Slow come around, he make he gonna he gonna do his best to make shit look bigger than life. Yo, we pulling up all the cars, the Lambos, we pulling the race, we calling my niggas from Queens, we calling my niggas from Brooklyn. He trying to make it look like a big collect, like a conglomerate. That's why he's so. That's why Slow is so successful now. A lot of people were back in the day was like, yo, slow, oh, he, 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 you, the, the, the nigga shit. Because I heard, I heard somebody, the, the, what Cap Charles was saying, the nigga mentality. The nigga mentality, yo, he dick riding, oh, he, 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 he being a groupie. Nah, he was networking. That's what he was doing. Because the same time they were saying he was a groupie or he was dick riding, he had every nigga in that, that smell. Hmm. What nigga he ain't having that snail? Who wasn't running around in the slow buck shirt? Did you see slow wearing anybody else merch? No. No, I did not. All right then. So this is what I'll be saying. It took me mm-hmm. it took me a while to understand the, the demographics of what what niggas angles was. You know what I'm saying? Niggas just be like, yo, I'll be like, nah, look, you see what he doing? You see where he moving, you see where he at today? Some of the niggas that was saying that that whack shit is still sitting on the same spot where they was. Look how look how advanced slow is in 2019. Look where he's at now. Look at the things he's doing. Look at the people he's among. You be around six million in, you're gonna be the seventh. Hmm. Wow. Shit getting deep for you. I mean. Because people look at it a little different, and I, you know, I have no issue with slowing them. Salute to them, you know what I'm saying. Um, but I guess it's it's, it's 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 based off opinions, you know what I'm saying? Because they were like, you know, you can't blame slowing them for you know Joel's going through that, but they just felt. I've heard before that you know slow even step step back. You can't blame slow. Slow would never would never would never slow don't indulge in nothing. Yeah, slow that's don't what I'm drink, saying. That's what I'm saying. Nothing. That's what I'm saying. Let me correct it. That's what I'm saying. You cannot blame anybody for anything. That's why I say some men people, is grown ass men. Yeah, but some people listen to the thing. Some people mm-hmm. would say, Queens Flip. I've heard this before that yo they were around and why did they make sure he was on the right path? You you understand what I'm saying? But I guess that's just a nigga mentality. I guess because at the end of the day, uh, Els, Els is a man. Capricorn. He's very stubborn. Got you. He's his own man. He moves when the fuck he want to moves. And he's a great listener. Like, he don't... Els ain't one of them bosses that you can't tell nothing. But he just moved the way he want to move. And at that time, how the fuck can you tell... Uh, niggas, nigga got damn near two million in cars, two million in jewelry, smoking the best weed, drinking the best liquor, eating the best food, got a beautiful home. When, when all that comes into play... That shit takes over you. Fame and money takes over you. Mm-hmm. That shit having that should have you in a whole different place. A lot of people like like I like I tell my like I told told one time 
we was in the studio like five in the morning, we was talking. I said, yo, Tobe, don't you know, I've seen people that had way more than L's lose everything. Because hmm. I seen it. I seen where the destruction was going because he had stopped working. He did. Why? Why did he lose the zeal? That's only, that's only, that's something that. He that can meant, answer. Yeah. You, um, so when, what happened? You met a girl that I know. Mm-hmm. And then I heard you used to lock her in the crib and shit. Never locked her in the crib. You don't lie to me, man. It's that's me. my right hand to my daughter. I've never locked the shot. You have to bring, you have to bring the, my niece up, man. I heard you locked in the crib, though. She never. called you. Called police on her. She called police on you. Like what happened? Never. You know I've I noticed. Never. Yo, yo, un, yo, un. Don't want to hear uncut raw. Shout and I'm with like that's my homegirl. Shout out to Poochie. Official. I love shout out her. Shout to Poochie. Right. When Poochie was on a run, she never let me know she was on a run. I never. She was staying in the house. <laughs> And oh, I, oh, oh, oh. she would stay in the house. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. That's so funny. Good. Yo, fuck, fuck, fuck. Ah! Ah! Yeah, 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 yeah. When I met, I right, let me tell you who introduced me to Poochie. My man Randy introduced me to Poochie. Randy Savage from Queen. I know you're talking about. Yeah. He was like, "Yo, some shorty on you." I was like, where she at? He was like, yo, turn around. She right there in a white dress. She looked like an angel out there. I'm like, what? I seen her a couple of times. I was like, yo, I've been, she was a part of the, you know, they had the, the Moets and the yeah, presidential yeah. dimes and all that, yeah, and yeah, they was yeah, rivals, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just lit. So when we, man, man, her first date, when she came to Harlem, she was acting like real bougie and trying to act up front of friends. And I was telling her, I was like, yo, shorty, you know what? You and your fridge, y'all can get up out of here. We went to the seafood spot on 25th. We sitting, it was me, my man, Young Six, her homegirl, Janae. Just, you know, let's not name people. Mm -hmm. Let's be, just keep it on Poochie. Yeah. Well, we was all peoples at the time. She, he wasn't, she wasn't messing with my nigga, Young Six. That's, this was her friend at the time. So okay, shout out to Jay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just want to make sure we, you know, yeah. I, I don't want to throw nobody under the bus. Yeah, no, nobody's getting that. That's what, man, I'm bringing pies over here. Mm. I'm bringing pie, I'm bringing pies from my from my platform over here. You know what pies stand for? Positive internet energy. Ain't nobody throwing under the wow, bus. Wow, that's hot. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's what pies that's stand your shit? for. Yeah, pies. Positive internet energy. So they came. So I was like, so when they get she back, I was like, why everybody face frowned up? I was like, nah, homegirl, she, 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 she getting crazy for no reason like she's just acting out and i was like yo y'all can leave no disrespect then talia hopped out the car and she was like no i really like you my bad i'm excuse me we got cool i introduced her to my family she got cool with them after a while she wouldn't go home she was like i fuck with <laughs> <Yeah>! you <laughs> right she wouldn't go she wouldn't go yes. Listen, yo, yo. listen, I'm not that type. I'm telling you, you yo, want the truth. I'm going to chill out, man. She wouldn't go home. You wouldn't let her go home, nigga. Let her go home. On, you, and I used to hype you too. I'm my nigga. When I, First on, of all, I used I to hype know. you. Whoever told you that was on some bullshit. Never let her go home. She can go anywhere. She didn't. Yo. She was in trouble at the time. That's okay. Right? So why would she go back to somewhere where she. All right, now check this. She was on a run. She never told me what she was in no trouble. I'm just okay. thinking this is a 
pretty bad bitch from she's Queens. She's a very beautiful woman. Yeah. She's cool. She can cook her ass off. She's intelligent. Amazing. She's an amazing person, right? I was I was going in and out of town. Still, I'm still in the streets. Even with a record deal, even with Skull Gang, I was still running around, bro. I was going. To, I was out in Middletown with my my bro Skibo Debo. I was out of town. She was at my mom's crib, right? I get a call five thirty six o'clock in the morning. Yo, it's like twenty five cops in here. Aaliyah's in the tub. Talia's in the tub. Hot, and I don't know what's going on. I'm like, I'm, so I'm like, this is my baby dog, my baby dog. What the, what they, they talking about? Accessory to a shooting, a attempt murder. I'm like, what? So I'm like, what the fuck? I was out of town, so I'm like, I was mad at her because I'm like, yo, if you want to run, you could have been out of town with me. And then what was so crazy, it was only two people that knew where she was at when she was in Harlem with me. So I was like, yo, you got to check your peoples because how the fuck they track you all the way down from Queens to Harlem, New York? She never let me know she was in any trouble. I ain't found out until that she was in trouble until I spoke to her until she was already in Bedford. Word. So nobody called police on her. How? Who? <laughs> Not from. Who would call police on her? Who would call police? I, nobody. I didn't know she was there, on. She only listen. Only two people knew where she was at. That was her mom's, and I'm not gonna name her friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on, come on, man. Yo, bro. I heard you had all you didn't, so you never had. An I argument. never had an argument with that girl in her life. You never had an argument with Talia. Never. With, um, with Pooch. Never. We never had an argument. We never had a disagreement. Ever. Ever, bro. Who told you that, Flip? Wait, all the fuck up. Hold on. Whoa. Who told you that? Here we go in the corner again. Come on, shut up. Hey, yo, yo, Flip. I can get my my my. That is me, bro. Yo, yo I can who, get who five that, relatives. Uh, I can get five relatives uh, right now. I love you, until, bro. Yo, nigga. Uh, I can get five relatives right now, uh, right? It's me. It's me. Yo, nigga. Uh, that's me. Yo, flip. I know it's you. Yo, flip. And she gonna kill me for this. She gonna kill us. Nigga. She gonna kill us. She gonna kill us. Shout out to Poochie. She got good music out right now. Yeah, She's shout out. Nah, nah. I definitely support her. No, I thought. I th to be Her honest, was hard she too. never. She never said nothing. But she, one thing about Pooch, she never divulged her information. I'm, I'm not. She never divulged any information to her. I know when she was in prison, I did write her, and she never divulged anything. That's not her to tell her business about anybody. Mm -hmm. But what I did know is that only a handful of people. If not two people, including yourself and your family, knew that she was there. Yeah. So I thought that it, me, I I thought y'all had a fight and never, police came. That's what I thought. Never. I wasn't even in. I wasn't even in New York City when they came. They came out my in my crib. I can I can call my moms and she'll tell you word for word. My moms and my little brother called me. My little brother, he 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 called me like yo. It's like 20 cops here looking for your girl, yo. They just took her. I'm like, what? She was hiding in the tub. They took her. I'm like, what? How the fuck did, uh, she Then I the speak tub. to our friends probably a week after, and then they tell me they, they they was going to try to lock my moms and my sister up talking about they hovering in a fucking fugitive. 
Lock your family up? Yeah. They was going to lock my moms and my sister up because when they came and got to live, they was at my moms and my sister's crib. So they they was like, they my moms was like, what's going on? They was like, you don't, we should put your ass in cuffs too. She's a fugitive. She's an accessory to a, a tent murder or a murder or some shit like that. And my mom's calling me. She was like, yo, why you ain't telling me? I didn't know. You know she's official though, T. I know she's official. Yeah. But I didn't know to, that she was in any trouble. If she, I, At that time, I was in love with that girl. If I knew she was in trouble, mm. she wouldn't have been in New York. You was in love with her, huh? No, you was in love. Nah, you my man, come on. Don't turn your head like that. It's me. Huh? I, nah, I could be honest. I was in love with that girl because Let's go on. the things that we, she shared with me. She official. I, the I, things I that she shared with me. Good friend. And the person that she, she took that time for didn't stand tall for her. Mm. When, I, when, when she was writing me, she was like, niggas ain't even stand tall for me. I was like, yo, damn. But at that, that 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 time, it was just like the only the only way I would. She stopped writing, and the only the only contact I had was through her moms. And after that, Talia and my moms, Poochie rather, I don't mean to put her name out there. I'm sorry, Poochie, don't kill me. Poochie and my moms had a relationship. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I was able to know what was going on with her. That's how I knew that she was in Bedford. Cause after she got locked up. She, for like two or three months, I had no contact with her at all. I would call her moms to check on her daughter, you know what I'm saying, to make sure mm -hmm. little Taryn was good, shout to little T, you know what I'm saying? I'm a person, if I fuck with, some per with somebody, I fuck with them. It wasn't about sex or nothing with her man. That was my friend, that was my homie. We shared a lot of secrets, you know what I'm saying? That's the right. only thing that, that I was mad at was like, yo, all the shit that you shared with me, you never told me that you was on the run. I would have tried to, I would try to keep her as free as long as like I. You want to run? I'm gonna take you out of town. Let's figure out a lawyer. Let's figure out a game plan. So if you your time do run out, we, you know what I'm saying. We when know, she came home, you ain't speak to her again like that. Yeah. When I, I spoke when she came home, I spoke to her briefly. Right. Next time I I seen her, she was working at a club. And she, somebody came behind me, put their head over my glasses, and then wait, 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 which before I even seen her, when they when I, first of all, I'm seeing light hands go like this, right? But the fragrance, I was like, yo, she must wear the same perfume, cause. The perfume she had on that night, that's the perfume she had. She always wear. I forgot the name of it. But I'm like this. When she put her hands and I smelt her hands, I'm like. You was crying? I was like, nah. Uh, I, I looked, I was like, Talia? She was like, yeah, nigga. She was thicker. She was, we chopped it up. Smoke. We just chopped. She was just like, yeah. I was just like, how your daughter? How your mom's? How your friends? She's like, I don't really see a lot of people mm -hmm. like that, but. That's what happened. Like, I never kept her kept, like, that girl would chill in the house and cook. Like, big meals, four-court crab legs, potato salad, all to cakes. She was different. Salute to her. Salute to Pooch. Round of applause for Pooch for me, please. Round Word. Round of applause for Pooch. You got some music out right now. Check Word. out. Go look at our stuff on YouTube. So, you know, we're coming towards, like, 
There's some things that you wanted to talk about mm-hmm. to get off your chest. Is there anything you need to get off your chest? Because it's flipped the script. And no. I, you know, I waited towards the tail end, uh, you know, to get at you because you know we had you waiting, mm. and I thought you was locking people in the crib. I thought you said you didn't. Yeah, so. that girl, that that girl was one of the most beautiful souls I ever met in my life till to this day. Me and her was just talking on live two days ago. She got a show coming up at SOBs. Mm. So um, shout out to Poochie and her new endeavors with the music. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to her. She, a- she was in the Skull Gang video. I am the club. I know. I am the club. I know. know I was watching that shit though. I'm like, look at Poochie. He was in love with her, huh? Nah, for real. I was my babe. I fucked with her, and I and I I felt I. She was intelligent. I fell in love with with her mind. You a fucking Shakespeare ass nigga. I'm just telling you, that girl's deep. Poochie different. You know what? You know how she's a third. I don't know nothing, bro. Don't put me involved in that. Uh, now you don't know nothing. Yo, Poochie, get this nigga flip. Don't put me involved. She's <laughs> not. You know what it is though? I would say like it's something special about her. You know what I'm saying? Like she was one of the people that I really rocked with. She does. She does leave a, 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 a her print on people that she come across. She's a mm-hmm. good woman. Fuck with her. You know what I'm saying? I That's the only that. one of my girlfriends. My mom's acts about besides Karen Civil. Hmm. It's the only one. What do you mean, Superhead? No, Karen no. Civil. Oh, that's Karen Stephens. Karen, Karen Stephens. <laughs> Karen Civil. Who the fuck is that? You used to fuck with Karen Civil. Wait, yeah. I think I know that name. Hold on, flip thing. She's the big media maverick right now. Yeah. She, I think she managed YG, a couple of other people. She was working with Nip. God bless her soul. Rest in peace, Nip. She's another beautiful um so Who was she like? Karen, Karen always been a go getter. Mm. She's always out if people people ask me, yo, did you and people always ask me to this day when they find out that we had a previous relationship years ago, they always ask me, Well, she always this determined, hell yeah. <clears throat> the day the day I went to go pick up my check from Baby Grand, I was in a cab. And she was doing that scavenger hunt in the rain. It was pouring. That scavenger hunt, that apprentice scavenger hunt for Angie Martinez. Mm-hmm. And she won that shit. Matter of fact, I don't even think she won. She got close to winning, but they liked her ambition so much that she wound up working up there for flex and all that. Wow. Karen Silver. Well, I thought it was Corinne Stephens, bro. Crazy. That's that been a whole other conversation. Yeah, what's wrong with Superhead, nigga? Nothing. Crazy. She's beautiful, Nothing. man. She's beautiful. I always love Corinne Stevens. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I think I know her. Let me just give me a second. Yes, yeah, yeah, she's another. She was like one of the. She's like the only girl that my mom's uh-huh. ever asked yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. From Jersey. Yeah. That was your girl. Yeah. How many years together for? We was probably together two years. And what happened? Um, the, you know, the ills of the industry, man. The ills of the industry, man. I don't know what that means. Well, I'll tell you this, man. When you when you got something going, when you got something in this industry, when you got something and y'all both involved in the industry, the ills, the ills play out, man. Jealousy, a bunch of bullshit, man. That 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 relationship ain't have a chance because of the the entities we was around. You Do know you what miss I'm her? 
I miss her as a friend because I haven't spoken to her in years. As a friend, yeah, but I got past the uh, the the, the um, intimate feelings a long time ago. You just hit the roll. <laughs> this guy, like, no comment. This guy. So, 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 my thing is now. Now you have a. Uh, now you have a YouTube channel. Um, Casas True Hip Hop Stories. I told you, Lloyd Banks told me about it. Shout out to Blue. Shout out to Blue. He Blue hit me. Blue damn me. Like this is how this is this and this is what this is what this is when you realize, like. The game got too many monkey wrenches. When they, when you get a guy like Lloyd Banks to DM you like two, three in the morning, tell you he 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 watch your shit, he appreciate your shit, what you doing, to congratulate you. That mean a lot, cause that means if Blue watching, everybody else watching. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you, and then it'd be like niggas that call me every day ain't call me or tell me. What I'm doing is positive or nothing. Like that's how you know niggas just be hating, bro. That's why I don't even take it no type of way no more. Mm. When somebody don't embrace what I'm doing, I don't even care no more. I care about the people. I do it for the people that's is embracing my shit. You know what I'm saying, motherfuckers that's wait up, wait up, that got they blunts roll waiting for my shit. I can drop something seven in the morning. I go like that one time. Refresh it one time, seven, eight hundred people already watching it. Mm -hmm. First 15, 20 minutes, I put it up. And you know, these notifications go out slow as fuck. Mm -hmm. My likes be up to 50, 60, 70 likes already. Niggas like it before they even fucking watch it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, and it's, I, I guess it's because it's uncut raw and it's very informative. And it's like, I'm able to tell a story without trying to put no shade or throw nobody under the bus. It's hard to tell an uncut raw story without making somebody feel some type of way. But you don't give a fuck who feel a type of way. I don't, because at the end of the day, we grown ass men. What story, what uncut story you gonna give us here before we sign out? Uncut story. I'll say this. When when we got our Purple City deal, niggas was not happy for us. When we got our Purple City deal, niggas was not happy for us. Period. Niggas like who? I, I'll say our, you get that nigga, G? I, I'll say our immediates. Niggas we is wow. around. You see, he gonna say that for his shit. You know what I'm saying? The uncut story on Casa. See, you see what you're doing? You could have told us an uncut story, loud flip the script, you wouldn't be on some bullshit. Now, but, all right. Now, the, the, like, this is like this, Flip. I came up, we came up in an era where the, where the niggas in power did not want to see the ones under them come up. Mm, that's deep. We ain't come up in an era we came up in an era where niggas made us competition. You see how these niggas got the conglomerate in Atlanta, mm -hmm. and they got the, you know, everybody, niggas might not even fuck with each other, but they got records, they just wanna see each other shine. It's not like it up north. And I ain't come from that era. I came from that era where the nigga that's in power wanna keep the nigga that's trying to come up on the ladder. We, 
we we get to that seventh st- stair on the ladder, they kicking us back down. Like, nah, nigga, this shit is only f- space for us. Why you think, look at the game. Who from New York, was, when's the last time you seen somebody from New York sign somebody from New York? Hmm. Was it the Nas and um, Davies? That's it. That's it, yeah, other than that, I don't, I don't know. You don't see none of these guys signing nobody. You don't see them like, like, like guys is damn near pushing 50, not bringing no new energy in the game. But then as soon as the new energy come, as soon as the new energy come, they want to ride their coattail. Mm-hmm. Or when they, the, 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 niggas uh, hate on the new blood, but the new blood don't so far gone and on his on they level up that these niggas fall in line. Like they wind up, they wind up kissing ass. You all, like mm-hmm. you gotta let the new blood in the game. How many how many new MCs from New York can you actually sell? You feel the energy from them here. A boogie's from here. You don't feel this energy from because he's not accepting niggas is not niggas is not niggas is not putting them where he need to be far as artist status. You get what I'm saying? To fill his status, he got to move to L.A. You get what I'm saying? Ain't nothing but hate here. You can't go back to your neighborhood like you really want. knock you off. Knock, kill you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, name name a New York artist popping right now that still stay in New York. Shout the Young M.A., shout the A Boogie. They don't stay in New York, they in Cali. Mm, they they're away from this crap mentality shit. As soon as you get hot here, niggas is on you. Your own niggas. Yeah. Your own niggas. That's crazy. And it's like, all right, cool. Who we gonna put on? Look at Pop smoking all these niggas. They putting their own self on. They are. They ain't getting it. one of they ain't getting no 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 uh no cosign. Who, who, who co-signing them? They they making these they making they records and they 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 going off their own momentum. Yeah, I fuck with this music. I pop smoke. Pop, I'm I'm I, I'm a big pop smoke fan. I love his music. That's hard. You know what I'm saying? What's the goal for Un now? To take this to take this Un this uh. This true hip hop story to a different level. Not flip the script out of the box and come to the top. Nah, I see, and that's the thing. That's the nigga mentality. I do have a nigga mentality. Um, I don't look at you as competition. I look at you as motivation. I'm trying to get my subscribers up to where you got them. I'm trying to get my views up to where you got them. Because I would, you know, called you up here. Nah, nah. This is what people did. I say this. The uh. The overlook of shit, right? People want us to be competition, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be competition with my brother. I agree. I don't want to be competition. I want to. I want to be able to congratulate my my brother and him actually know it's genuine. Mm-hmm. It's just like I don't. I don't do. I don't get on my. I don't get on my 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 platform and be thinking, yo, I gotta. I gotta. Do more than than uh than flip. I look at flip. I look. I watch five or six episodes before I even do one of mine. That's dope, bro. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's motivation. I be like, nigga, I have to watch four of y'all. It's like, yeah, cause I know I, I know how I know how these niggas do. They slip you in. You gonna say some shit they want you to say. <laughs> so I study y'all. 
I'm trying to trying to figure out. I'm getting. I'm trying to figure out. I'm get some some maestro sponsoring too. I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> and you slipped up with the with the T situation. You talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. Nah, but I knew you was gonna talk about that. And I, I don't mind because she's a beautiful soul. She is. And, and, she is, she and, is. and this is a this is a top notch platform. And people know know need to know about Poochie. Poochie is dope. Poochie is dope. You need more women like that of that type of caliber. And the reason why I like because I know the shit she's saying I'm off dead real. She been through the shit she talking about. If she been through it or if she going through it now. And she's not she's not a person that hide her flaws. You know what I'm saying? That's what I always respected about her. A lot of niggas hide their flaws. A lot of niggas not a lot of niggas are scared to come <clears throat> up here. I don't nigga if if how can you get offended about the truth? That's why I say anything you ask me about Jewels, let when he come on here tell you, but I'll tell you how I feel yeah, on certain yeah. situations. I wasn't there for a lot of this shit. Not that I was pushed away. I had to actually distance myself. Man, it got to a point where I was too outspoken. And then niggas would use my outspokenness as a form a, of disrespect. A, a form of disrespect. Yeah, I know. So it, it get to a point where nigga... Fuck this nigga telling you. I tell you in your face, nigga. Fuckers, you fuck this nigga. Fuckers, he running back telling you something for. I tell it to you, nigga. Yeah, I said it because I felt this way. And that's what kind of always distanced me from a lot. Like, I was the closest people to me in diplomats is Jewels and Cam. Jim always just tolerated me. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like I, I never ever felt like um I'll say this. I never felt like Jim accepted me at all. You know what I'm saying? I'm not looked at as I'm not looked at as a nigga that helped. The, the, the legacy of Diplomat, which mm -hmm. I am. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Even when I even when I even when I kept my mouth closed and I still worked and try to do balls move to show niggas, I'm different. Like the Funk Master Flex episode on on Uncasa True Hip Hop Story. When when they did that last diplomat reunion, them niggas wasn't even speaking to each other. That bitch better have my money record was my record. I got that record sent to Cam's email at 4.30 in the morning. Hmm. They ain't have no record. They wasn't even speaking to each other. While Flex was on the radio talking about, yo, I got a new Diplomat record. Yo, they coming up here freestyle the concert. They didn't even speak to each other. He just spoke to them individually talking about, yo, I'm going to put something together. They were sending back, they were spending records back and forth for 48 hours. The day that they had to go to Flex, that's the the morning they had to go to Flex, that's the day they recorded that record. I got it at 4.35 o'clock in the morning. Cam jumped on that shit. His verse was done by 5.36 in the morning. We sent it to Jim. Jim was at the studio by 8.45, 9 in the morning. Jewels didn't get there until 6.30, 30 minutes before they had to go on Flex. I was at Cam's house for 48 hours putting that Dipset record together just to keep the legacy going. But did I get a thank you? No. 
did was was I was it did I did did I get a form of appreciation? Hell no. But this is what I did for the legacy. Nobody wasn't around. Nobody wasn't around. Cam came and picked me up from 155th in front of the Rucker and was like, yo, I'm not even fucking with niggas right now. I don't know what Flex talking about. So I was like, yo, for, for my niggas not to look crazy and for Flex not to look crazy, I'm going to put my boss move together. Call Vinny out up. Yo, Vinny, that shit you was going to give me, yo, send that shit to Cam. That Ed OG and the Bulldog shit. Send that through. Matter of fact, I called them. I was like, yo, you want to make history? You want to do the first diplomat recognition? What I got to, yo, send that heat. We'll fix something up for me later. These niggas need this shit right now. They go on the, they go on, they go on the, on the radio less than 11 hours. And I felt like, I was like, I always just try to show them I can do bullshit. I can put things together. But after that, I, I, I stopped trying to, to impress niggas. I stopped trying to be down. I stopped, because all the shit that I was putting effort in for others, I could have been putting in for myself. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, you still to this day, you don't hear me saying fuck Jim, fuck Jewels, fuck Cam. I never say those was my brothers and they helped me get into the game. Niggas did, they did enough. I never was there for a chain, for a car, for nothing. I was there to work. You, you call Cam right now. Ask him how many times a year I text him, Cam, what's good? Let's, let's work. Let's write a movie. You got some artists, I'll write for him. What's up? I've never had a problem with Cam. Ever. Who you didn't like? That? Did you, you liked everybody that was a part of the set? I loved everybody. I never, I never like, me and, me and JR was clashing. But I just talked to Jr. last week for two hours, and he let me know things that was going on with him. And I was like, "Word." He let me, yo, Jr. Let me know I was one of his biggest motive, biggest motivations when he was coming up. He was like, "Yo, bro, minus what you think, you was always big, bro, to me. You always was a motivation to me. You lit the fire under my ass to make me go hard on that funk flex shit." Cause Cam, Cam made me and Ju, Cam made me and Jr. battle. Word. What happened was, Jr. felt some type of way he wasn't on the Diplomat album, so he voiced it. He voiced it his opinion on that, and he took a shot at me on the record. So me and him going back and forth. Cam told Jewels, bring them niggas down to the fucking rehearsal. So Cam told him, like, yo, that's some fucking hater shit you doing. I I control this. I'm the boss. I put them on the album. This shit ain't got nothing to do with you. Wait your turn. So he's like, you know what? Matter of fact, you got some music on you, on? I'm like, yeah. He said, JR, you got your you got some music on you? Everybody, the whole set. It's like 30 of us. We doing the rehearsal for the Hammerstein boy from they was doing one of the diplomat concerts. Like the Diplomat concert, the Jump Off the Diplomat album, that Hammerstein, and they Cam rented out a big ass gymnasium, and he was like, "Yo, Jr., get on stage, you perform." So Jr. performing, you know what I'm saying? He just performing for niggas. Me, 
I get up there, I'm performing like it's summer jam. I'm jumping on the speaker, I'm jumping off the stage, I'm jumping the cam face, I'm doing all that. I won that battle that day. Because the cam was like, yo, cheer for JR. The people cheer for JR, then yo, cheer for Un. And then they cheer for me because they felt I performed better. So Cam was like, look, this, look, your own peers is, like, we don't, we, we as one, we don't do no sucker shit like that. That's hater shit, JR. So he made me and JR square, and JR was like, yo, JR, and what, what, what I love about JR, J Walk told me, it was like, Cam caught me a hater, yo. Word. He was like, man, he said, yo, un, I thought you was, he said, I told Cam, you was trash. That nigga can't fuck with me. But he said, that was just the boost of morale because in all hindsight, you was my motivation. You know what I'm saying? And especially it rubbed them the wrong way because on, like I said, on the album, Cam said, yo, yo, we just sound, we just sound uncasa. So it just, it, it, that's like I said, when we was coming up, they was, we was more like competition than doing a, a team, man. Everybody was competition. And that's why I think kind of fucked the legacy up. Word. That's what I kind of feel like the legacy ain't where it should be because we was looking at each other as competition instead of being as one looking at the world as competition. You know what I'm saying? It was like we came up in an era where it was like instead of y'all two niggas working together, it'd be like, Yo, you see what that nigga JR doing? You better get on your shit, nigga. You gonna cop? You gonna you gonna fuck around cop a Bentley before you? Or yo, or yo JR? You see what undoing right? It was niggas was building monsters instead of and niggas ain't really know what they was doing. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of and a lot of complaints. Like when I seen Jaja up here, even a lot of complaints. This is what nobody's gonna say, and I'm gonna say it. None of us was on our fucking business time. Everybody was on artist time. Everybody got complaints. Niggas needed to take care of their fucking business at the end of the day. Niggas was not on top of the business. Nobody hardly had a manager. Nobody had a manager. Nobody had publicists. Nobody really had the the the, the necessities that these motherfuckers that was popping in the game had. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was just like, Diplomat was one mad genius crew. And a lot of niggas ain't signed paperwork. Nobody was signed to diplomats. Exactly. So that's JR told me to this day, JR told me, he was like, yo, to this day, I never received no residuals from none of them albums. He said, I got my advancing checks that I, I finagled by doing my little deals, but I never got, and that was just by us not being on top of our business. Us yeah. being young and... Dumb and full of cum. Word. <laughs> And until until you get motherfuckers that actually admit that they was wrong by not being on top of their business, I don't blame Jim, Cam, Jewels for nothing. If I ain't get paid for nothing, that was on me because I wasn't on top of my business. You get okay. what I'm saying? And that's what that's what motherfuckers up here got to stop doing. Stop pointing the finger at motherfuckers. You knew what you was getting into. You seen how my other motherfuckers was getting received and getting treated. You should have been on top of your fucking business. Cam is a smart man, bro. Super smart. Motherfucker is a businessman. But, Tom, un, you the nigga. You that nigga, man. Yeah. Is it, 
Real last question. Is there any more music coming out of you? Of course. I'm dropping on Christmas. I got a story to tell. That's the name of the joint. Seven you just dropped something recently too, right? I dropped, I dropped, um, I actually dropped music that I had dropped previously, but it was on no streaming mm. yeah, platform. Yeah, so. Those music was out before. Yeah. Okay. I, dropped, I only dropped them on like my mixtapes and all that, like that piff, but now they on Spotify, title stuff like that. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Y'all go check out from episode one to 25 of Unconscious True Hip Hop Stories. I got some uncut raw. I ain't got to lie about nothing. It's all authentic shit. And if you think I'm lying about anything, just go do your research. From the BMF story to the Lupe story, go go do your research. We heard about the BMF story, but you talked about all that stuff is, is on your on your page. Mm-hmm. And Casa stories. This is why actually, if you was giving us an untold story, but you know, you try to save your shit for your shit. Nah, so. let me. All right, let me think of something I can give you real quick. Um, I I told this I told this on my drink, but it was a time where Nikki what came to Joel's studio, right? And um she I think she was doing a song for SAS for somebody. She they was recording in the studio and we was all in the studio and shout out to my nigga Jay Bezel, known to play too fucking much. He was a nigga that was a jokester, hilarious, but he just sometimes he just didn't know when to play. And um Nikki Verse was playing and like when her verse stopped, he was like, That shit is toilet bowl material or some shit, like hot toilet bowl water or some shit like that. And I just remember the look on her face. Like she was like real disgust, like she's like smirked it off, but Nikki never came back to the studio after that. And then like two weeks later, maybe a week later, we heard Wayne signed her. Cause Els was trying to sign Nikki. You know what I'm saying? You shout the Ruth Spitz and Bundy Crumb, Fire Nights, they used to always come to the stool and have everybody pull up. You know what I'm saying? They had uh Nikki pull up and um Shout out to Slow, man. Slow's another motherfucker. Slow had every motherfucking body at the studio, too, Shout out to Slow. Yeah. Where free Bucks, free Santana. Free free the guys, man. Free Bucks. I miss Bucks to death. That's my nigga. Miss Jewel's to death. And it's just like, it's just unfortunate. Both of my niggas is incarcerated. You know what I'm saying? Over, you know, just trying to, I guess, in some form or fashion, protect themselves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's, and it's just, it gets illy out here, man. So free. Spooky. Free, uh, slow and, uh. Not slow, slow. I mean, free bucks and free yeah. jewels. Oh, another story, real quick. The, 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 the day of Stack's funeral, man. We on the way to, me and Jay Mills on our way to Stack's funeral. Stack's funeral was actually on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so we all at J Mills house, we smoking, we listening to Mad Stacks. So we like it. This is when um J Mills, shout the to Mills too. This is when Mills had the uh the gray impala. And Vado swore he knew where he was going. He was like, yo, I know I got I got a I got a bitch out here, I know exactly where that shit is at. 
that nigga got us stuck in traffic for like an hour and a half. We never even made it to Stack's funeral, bro. Me and Mills cried like babies. We are so tight at this nigga Vado. We just went back to um, Mills' crib when he was living on the east side and just got high and was just listening to everything that Stacks ever did. For real. Like, shout out to Rest in Peace Stacks. Shout out to Bino. Rest in Peace Chinks. I had a, the last conversation I had with Chinks was crazy. I, last conversation I had with Chinks was at the. Um, at a football play, at a at the Super Bowl party at Stage Forty Eight, he walked in with Bino, and man, him was just we chopped it up, and he was just like, "Yo, man, everywhere I go, all these niggas, they all they like they all on French dick. These niggas act like they ain't showing me no love. Why why the industry like that?" Un? And I was like, "Yo, Chinks, I said you feeding your family." He said, "Yeah." I said, "You happy?" He said, yeah, I said, yo, be appreciative of what you got going on because it could be much worse. And this was at the time when he had fuck about your feelings is out. And right after I said that, they played the record and the club went crazy. You know what I'm saying? And I was just, I was just telling, I was just like, don't, don't worry about what's going on with another nigga. Be appreciative of what you got. You know what I'm saying? He gave me a hug. And he was like, yo, announce some real nigga shit. Cause he, he was like, he said, cause if I would've asked somebody else, they would've tried to probably throw Frenchie under the bus and just try to say, oh, fuck that nigga and this. And I, I grew up with Frenchie. Like, Frenchie was another nigga in the game that came in. Like, let me tell you, when we was coming up, let me tell you who was around us. Frenchie, Fred the Guard, J.R. Ryder, um, Los. King Los, everybody, cat like these is the guys I came up with. So to see them at the 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 the, the plat where they at now is remarkable. Man, when Frenchie was just skinny, like Frenchie used to come when he had the range sport. He used to come pick me and Mills up, pocket full of weed, and just ride around and listen to Joel Santana from Me to You album. His his favorite album was uh, what the game been missing. He would just play that shit frontwards and backwards. You know what I'm saying? Niggas used to niggas used to act like they ain't even wanna niggas used to diss try to diss Frenchie when he come to the studio. Niggas ain't wanna let him in the studio. You know what I'm saying? Niggas used to be like, yo, that's and I used to be like, yo, Frenchie's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like this is Coke, this is this is uh Coke Cocaine City days. Niggas be like, yo, Frenchie at the door, man. You know, I'll be like, yo, let Frenchie in. Frenchie a cool nigga. He just, you know what I'm saying? But now look at him. Popping. Popping. And the same niggas that ain't want to they ain't wanna fuck with him back then. Trying to fuck with him now. Come on, B. Tell people where to find you, on. You gotta go. Yo, you can find me at um Twitter, I am mm-hmm. I am Uncasta. You can find me on Instagram. I I am Uncasta. I just refreshed my page, so it's only like two posts up there. But during the week I'm gonna start posting them new pictures. Um Subscribe to my um platform Uncastle on YouTube, Uncastle True Hip Hop Stories, episode from one to twenty five, very informative, very positive. I came to bring some pies over here, flip the script, pies the acronym for positive internet energy. That's real. And um I said, uh I got a story to tell, uh E P coming Christmas Day. Um shout out to my daughter Zori Lynn. That's my first. She's ten months now. Um, congrats, congrats! Shout bro. out to the wife. 
Congratulations. Shout out man. to my mom, my little brother. My little brother just graduated high school. Shout out to my block, um, 141st and 8th. Shout out to my other block, my original block, 151st between Amsterdam and Broadway. Shout out to Mother Drew 10. That's Mother Zion, Drew Hamlin Projects, 310 Housing. Um, yeah, man. Just uh, stay blessed, stay positive, man. Congratulations to Flip and G Money. They got one of the dopest podcasts out, if not the best. Y'all are definitely motivation for me. You know what I'm saying? And I just want to come tell y'all that shit. That's why I waited for two hours. I was waiting for two hours for Flip. So when y'all see this, when when this shit air, just know I was sitting here for two hours. <laughs> yeah, I had to get him after. You see how he tried to do some bullshit to me in, in the interview, so I had to do some bullshit at the, at the end of the interview. Mm. But now nah, it was worth the wait and. Just to show y'all, to tell the viewers and the younger kids that's watching shit, patience, patience is a virtue in this business. Mm. So you know what I'm saying? If 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 if, if some things is worth waiting for, and I wouldn't out, nigga, if y'all would have had me waiting out there to six no more, and I would still be there. You know what I'm saying? That's love, so, bro. So I appreciate it. I love this shit. Like, did, like, nigga, when I pop on my my motherfucking MacBook, I be I be tight when y'all be putting out the motherfucking teasers. I was tight <laughs> as a motherfucker. Watching the teaser of Jaja, so I, I oh, said, because I know God. these motherfuckers got about two and a half hours with Jaja and Miss T. Like, y'all, like, yo, Flip, how the fuck you doing this? How y'all doing this right now, man? Y'all done had every mother gangster. I mean, had kept, y'all had motherfucking sitting with Kevin Childs was sitting, nigga. Hmm. I mean, you know, you know what it is, man. We just out here grinding. Trying yeah, to... man, I see you trying to give Kev a hard time, too, man. That's the OG, <laughs> man. Kev a good nigga. I see you trying to give him a fucking hard time, Flip. I don't think he knew what he was in, in store for. Nah, but people like that interview. Nah, that interview was dope as fuck. People like that. One of it, my favorite interviews. To me, it was that. better than Flex shit. I don't want to talk about that, man. Why you don't want to talk about that? I don't like talking about that. Yo. We, it, 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 actually, you're trying to squeeze this out for all the time, nigga. You know, we got like about four minutes left on the fucking camera. Yeah, I was waiting here for two hours. I need all this fucking time. <laughs> we passed two hours. true hip-hop stories. Go we subscribe to that. If you ain't subscribed to, to Flip the Script and you just be hitting the... Fi- Subscribe to Flip the Script. Shout out to G Money. Like, Shout out to uh, my man that. Flip. Maestro, I need some of that bid. Get my bid. For, <laughs> yo, now nah, I'm just having fun. But now, nah, thank you and God bless y'all. Yo, brothers. appreciate you, big homie. Thank, thank you for the pies, man. Thank you for the pies, man. Positive internet Facts. energy. Bringing them pies over there, man. <laughs> yo, man, man, we signing out, man. Uh, signing back out. to back tonight. You know what I'm saying? Late night, early morning, and all that. Jeez. Um, shout out to Uncasa, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, Thank you. I'm blessed and I appreciate this. <laughs> Nigga, we made it. <laughs> Nigga, we made it. <laughs> we made it. This was fun. Y'all got a little y'all got a little y'all got a little outspokenness for me. I, like I said, I'm here for positive internet energy. I hope I ain't rub no on body the wrong way. I try not to. I just try to be honest. You yeah. Know what I'm nah, I try to dope. be honest. That's dope, you know man. We signing out, man. Once again, uh at DJ G Money one five six at Flip the Script Pod. At Queens Flip with a Z, you know what I'm saying, on Instagram. Uh, shout out to my Digital Empire DJs one time. You know, I had to break the shirt tonight. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's about it, though. This nigga tired. Yeah, yeah, I'm tired, bro. I you am on Casa on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. I, I, I am nice. Right, <laughs> it's Queens Flip, URLTV.TV. Um, listen, man, another dope interview to me, to us. You know what I'm saying? Um, stories, on, uh, here we go way back, and hearing him open up about certain things, it was a misunderstanding.
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is my man right here. I co-sign him 100%. This nigga try to act like I had drinks tied to the stove. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. But yo, I'm... look, remember, lock your doors, close your windows, close your blinds, open your blinds. And if you see a nigga like Uncas on your lawn, you don't need a firearm. Let him in. He don't mean no harm. I'm from Queens. That's Wait. Then let the nigga out because he's like a bitch. <laughs> 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 Flip the script, nigga. <laughs>